Welcome to the No Clue Podcast. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what episode this is, but this is our first video episode. Yes, um, episode so, one. Yeah, epi- a new episode one. Uh, I'm one of your hosts. I'm Tyler. I'm Mike. And uh, this is the first time you guys are seeing us, really. Interesting. Um, Packed episode. We have... This uh, is probably the most packed episode I can remember, like recently. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Especially yeah. with how dry music's been for most of the year. Yeah, yeah, big releases. Uh, March Madness. Uh, you you want to start with that March Madness? Of course, of course. Yo, this the amount of upsets I've seen. Madness, pure madness. Yeah, this is March Madness. This is what it's all about. Uh. We, well, where do you want to start? Uh, let's start with, like, I guess we could start with the first upset. It happened pretty early, first day. Okay. It was the, what was it, like the third or fourth game? I don't remember exactly, but it was the second game on TV for me. Okay. Uh, okay. Illinois' first game wasn't really a challenge. I didn't even watch the whole thing. Right. Uh, in Ohio State... <laughs> I, I was I didn't tell myself that it was going to be a good game, mm-hmm. but I was like, I hadn't seen Ohio State all year. I got to check him out. Mm-hmm. You know, Oral Roberts, I'm assuming this is going to be a quick half and I could go <laughs> do what I got to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was not a quick half. I can tell you that. Yeah, man. Oral Roberts. Well, you know, and now there's more to the story, but they got the leading scorer in the country. Right, Asmus is that how you say his name? Uh, A A Smith, yeah, it's A Smith, Abe Smith. I don't know. Yeah, I know it's a weird way to say his name, Max. (laughs) They kept um, saying it. They kept saying it during the game, and like I could, I didn't help me figure out how to say it. I know it sounded like they were saying multiple different things, like (laughs) they were pronouncing it different every time. Yeah, exactly. But um, he was averaging like 29 26 points a game i believe and 29 coming into the tournament and um throughout their tournament and uh man 6-1 guard oh he's he's not only he's probably the quickest player in the tournament that i've seen so far yeah noticeably quick like he he hits a hezzy and it's he's gone yeah yeah Uh, but they've like their size is really solid. Mm-hmm. Again, nobody knew anything about them. I have never even heard of the school. Uh, yeah, I've only seen them on the bottom line. I've never seen a game from Oral Roberts. Exactly, and Ever. they came out with like, they came out with like swagger from the jump. Yeah, and it, I mean, it, their school is named after a televangelist. So like, like you know, he came on TV preaching. Back in the 60s and 70s, and he got a school named after him, and now they're in the tournament. Like, think about that. We have all these other schools, prestigious, what? 
<laughs> yeah, you didn't know that. That's they could, what, I really is. didn't know that. I didn't know that. I was I was laughing because you you had disrespected them like as soon as the game started. Yeah, I did. I was like, and, oh, OK, like and I kept wanting I kept wanting to like, you know, I was waiting for Ohio State to wake up like, you know, there you go. Like Oral Roberts is not good. We're right. <laughs> yeah, and it never, never happened. <laughs> never woke up. And Kevin O'Banner, I mean, coming in averaging 19 uh, and 10, shooting 50 percent from the field. And he lit them up. Like you said, he he looked like Kyle Kuzma out there. Oh, it pissed me off. I and I've kind of, you know, we're praising Oral Roberts and they've been great. Yeah. They look they look really good. They look yep. really like balanced. Yeah, they are and really they, balanced. And but they're the only team I've seen that's balanced while still kind of having go-to players. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have very, very uh defined roles on the right, team. Right, right. Yeah. But Ohio State, what what the hell was that? <laughs> it was bad, man. Bad. I, oh my god it it was such a you know I, after the fact it it was a good start to the tournament because it set up all the upsets. Yeah. But watching this game, I was like, I I hate that I even chose to watch this. Yeah. Me too. Because because it was close. But Oral Roberts controlled pretty much the whole second half. Yeah, it, it turned into a cat and mouse where Oral Roberts was the one running. They were the one in front. And it seemed like Ohio State was battling to stay in the game more than Oral Roberts was battling to, you know, carry the game. And they, it was just easy looking for them, honestly. I was, just, I was so frustrated by, uh, and this was kind of a theme from the first couple of days, the bigs playing well. Yeah. And the guards, the guards are so selfish. It's like they didn't want to pass the damn ball. Mm-hmm. Every time Ohio State would like kind of get going or just match with Oral Roberts, it was because the bigs were getting good layups, good inside position, good offense. Yep. Bro, Washington, Washington was set on going off. It didn't <laughs> matter how many shots he had to take. It didn't matter how good the <laughs> shots were, if they were ever good shots. Rarely good shots, yeah. Bro, I was I, – and you know, obviously, I texted you during the game like, yo, can this guy stop? <laughs> Bro, Liddell, yeah. Liddell was eating for Ohio State. Yeah, shout out to EJ Liddell. You know, sorry about the death of the Reds. You, you did your thing in the game. I think he basically did everything he could in the game. Bro, every time they played through him – they would go on a run or they would play significantly better. And he had some big time momentum buckets too. Exactly. Yeah. That three was huge. Uh, he had some good defensive plays. Yeah. Uh, and again, it was not even just Liddell, the, like the thick big man who I don't even remember his name. He came out, got a couple post feeds, scoop layups. Yeah. And then the, the small light skin guard started forcing everything. Yep. Only going left, like, bro, I get it. You left-handed. Like, can we get something else? <laughs> Man, that, yeah. <laughs> honestly, it was probably the most selfish guard play I've seen all year. Washington Jr. went three for 12 <laughs> from three. Seven for 21. Any, 21 shots? Yeah. Bro, Liddell should have had a 30-piece easily. 
both the players on um Oral Roberts who took more than 20 shots had a dirty piece. It was, bro, Ohio State just didn't look prepared, honestly. No, they didn't. Of all the games I watched, Ohio State looked the messiest, the randomest. Like, they they didn't, they couldn't lock in on the things they were doing well. Yep. And then yep. O'Banner just wouldn't miss because he was getting good looks the whole second half. They were good looks. I mean, he was, and a lot of them were just straight either corner or top of the key Jumpers, pick and pop, or just like, uh, oh, I hit the shot before, so now I just rip through, go straight to the rack. Yeah, the defense was bad. The rebounding was soft. Yeah, Ohio State just looked asleep. They just yeah. never woke up for the game. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, you know, Oral Roberts got it done again. Crazy man, because again. I told you right before we got on, I didn't think they were this good. Like, I thought Ohio State's problems really kind of opened up the game for Oral Roberts. Yeah, I, I thought so, too. But yeah. different teams, same story. I don't know. Maybe, maybe exact I, same I was story. asleep. As maybe I was asleep. And O'Banner, 26 and 28. Bro, I, mean, I said Kuzma for O'Banner, but not like not like NBA Kuzma. Just like that's how he plays. <laughs> now he is NBA Kuzma. Now he's getting he's definitely getting the draft stock up. Yeah, yeah, he is. He should get drafted. For real. I mean, and he should go now because Oh, for sure. For yeah, they're sure. not gonna I don't think they're gonna do this again. But uh it's hard to imagine. And Asmus is a sophomore leading the country in scoring. Bro, and he's yeah. not like he, he's great, but like he doesn't have a bag. He doesn't have like some unstoppable move. Yeah. It's literally just speed and like he just had plays with confidence. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and his, you know, when he he started jacking from like way out, I was like, yo, what is this dude doing? And then they started going in like the first one, first one he missed. I'm like, all right, like, let's relax. Like, that's not going to work against Ohio State. And then, (laughs) then he hit like the next two. I'm like, all right, this is what we're doing, I guess. Yeah. And then he started hitting like turnarounds when they would cut him off. Yeah. I was like, what? Like, it it looks like it's difficult for him to even get it to the basket. It does. Yeah. And he's draining him. Six one. He. They're pumping him up a little bit to be six one, cause I don't know if he's six feet. He didn't look six feet. No, nah, he looks a good five nine. He looks Kemba size. Yeah, maybe even small, maybe even an inch or two shorter, like you said, five nine. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to Oral Roberts, man. Um, sweet sixteen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're and I thought they would be one of the you know few Cinderella teams. At this point, it's not even Cinderella teams. Like, the rankings should just get thrown away. <laughs> you want to go to the next one, then? Yeah. What was the next, uh, the what next, was the next big... upset? Um, let's see. I w- maybe. I'd give would Syracuse. Consider... Syracuse. Yeah, I was going to say, would you it. consider Syracuse? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see the first game. We can talk about this, the game from today a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. I saw uh, that. But, oh, UCLA but... was the upset, too. Yeah, that was like one of the later games. Mm-hmm. But Buddy Bayheim getting 30? Yeah. 
He getting his what? draft stock right too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you, you know you know he works out with like I mean he's probably not working out with Carmelo, but McNamara got him in there. Devendorf probably got him in the gym. You know, he I'm, I'm sure, sure he gets some good shots, good experience. Yeah. He he looks good. I, I don't know about like I haven't seen enough to like give a, like an NBA analysis of him or potential, mm-hmm. but his size and the way he shoots looks solid. It does. Yeah. So we'll see how they go. Yeah. They um, it, it's amazing that <laughs> he's just stuck with that two three forever and no one can <laughs> do anything with it, man. Dude, today is pissing me off. Watch this. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like Bob Huggins. Like you haven't figured it out by now. 900 wins, bro. The sixth coach or something like that to yeah. 900 wins. Yeah, you can't <laughs> go against a two three. And I, I no. mean, Syracuse no. two three isn't just any two three, but like it's still a zone. Yes, it's... and they look like they couldn't do anything. I mean, and they kept it close. They mostly kept it close because Syracuse is, you know, what Syracuse was doing, not because of. Um, you know, not because they were beating them. WVU like WVU battles, you know, to like like they're down twenty at all times. Yeah, so that helps. Yep. But it was it was an uphill battle for WVU to even stay close. Yeah, it was. It was. Yep. You gotta, dude. You talked to me a little bit about it, but what the hell happened to Purdue? <laughs> that was that was the first time I looked at the box score. Like, dude, I just watched an upset. Can I relax? Yeah, that made Purdue, me mad. Purdue man, <laughs> they just didn't want it. Like North Texas man, North Texas had a, a lot of scrappy guys. Everyone looked like they had something to prove, which I love, which is a beauty to watch when the you know those kind of guys are playing really hard, chip on their shoulder kind of thing. And Purdue was just. They look soft. They look soft, and they're they're big and they're strong, but they just got outplayed straight up. Honestly, that's tough, bro. Like, I've seen a lot of that actually with a lot of the upsets. Yeah, uh, the teams like the the higher seeded teams come in kind of not lackadaisical, but like like soft. Yeah. Like, it's going to be easy. Like, we're not in the March Madness tournament where anything could happen. Yeah. Yep. And it's showing. It is. Uh, they did. I don't know how they tracked this stat, but Javion Hamlet for North Texas leads the country in floaters. And apparently, like, uh, 60% of his points are floaters. Um, how much does he average? Uh, he averages 15 points a game, so not that much. But so I more think, than half his points are floaters. Yeah, they said six to eight a game. Floaters. That's, that's OD. And he's a lefty. Of course. Should I should have guessed that? Went to two community colleges. Um, you know, made his way to the team, and he's the star of the team. Really, they, he's not like the go-to guy, but he's. I mean, obviously, because he only averages 15. But he's their leader by That's a long a go- time. 15 is a go-to guy. Yeah, it is. On the NCAA time. program, like, to me, 
I would say 70, 80 percent of even maybe he's the second best player, but he's still a go to guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He's a go to guy. He's not like they're, you know, he's not killing everybody for them, but they have a really balanced uh, scoring lineup anyway. I think all their starters average over seven. So, yeah, I haven't got a chance to see him yet, but it's I want to. You're not going to, I don't think you're going to have, <laughs> obviously you're not going to have another chance because uh, Villanova's. Oh, took care of it. Yeah. 47, 27 right now. Oh, taking care of it. Oh, I see. Yeah. 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 Um, The other one on the other side was, uh, oh, well, I guess UCLA was later. Ohio was later. Where you want to start? I'll talk about let's let's you know we'll get back to the upsets. Yeah, dude, I was excited and we talked about this last week. Wisconsin and North Carolina was like my almost my game of the weekend. <laughs> as far as like I thought would be a good matchup, North Carolina was playing great for the most part in the tour in the ACC tournament. Yeah. What? No, none of that. I just I saw none of that. Yeah, they look bad, man. Dude, like we know everybody who watches college basketball for say five years mm-hmm. knows what Wisconsin's gonna play like. Yeah, I like there's so. no it's very simple, very you know, disciplined, very uh team oriented, very stiff in a lot of ways, right? Mm-hmm. But North Carolina spent the whole first half getting beat on backdoor cuts. Yep. Like it it blew my mind how it happened consistently. Yeah. Like you would think it happens, you know, two, three times. We get into a timeout. Like you would think Roy Williams would be like, yo, enough of this. And by guards, by the way, a lot of times. It wasn't even like the bigs beating them. A lot of guards. times it was just the guards, just guards, just like base, like basic backdoor cuts. Nothing like nothing fancy. They weren't yeah. like catching lob backdoor lobs. It was just backdoor cuts, bounce pass, layup. Yeah. And and in the second half, you're not going to have a chance when you just spend the whole half giving up layups. Brad Davison is from Maple Grove, Minnesota. Averages 10 points a game. He had 29 on UNC. 29. Easy 29. <laughs> From a guy who ever just 10. 10 points a game. 6'4 guard. Shot in, 10 for 15. In North Carolina, you know, forget not being able to guard Wisconsin of all teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, the offense, like, we're relying on talent, even though we're not that talented. Mm-hmm. We're relying on our size, even though Wisconsin's kind of bullying us. Yeah. Uh, it was just, they looked awful. They looked awful, man. The stuff I saw from Syracuse in the middle of the year, which made me to think they were awful, mm-hmm. that's exactly what I saw from North Carolina. Just, like, no cohesion, no, like, chemistry, no adjustments, none of that. Yeah. I I watched the whole game too because I was like, you know, Wisconsin's stiff, so I'm sure they'll let him. Nah, nah, none of that. Nope. Wasting my time. I was looking at the other scores 
seeing the some of the other games were like way better. And I, for some reason, was like, nah, I got to give UNC the benefit of the doubt. And the weird thing is they looked they looked so inexperienced. Like UNC looked like they like this was their first game. That's how it looked. <laughs> look, they looked like they were Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts was supposed to look like. Yeah, Caleb Love, man, work on your game, please. <laughs> Do not come back the same player. I can't take it. Just work on it. Four for thirteen. Like he looks like he has potential. Like I like how he moves, and sometimes I like how his shot looks. But it's like, come on, man. Like, these guys look so bad. Leaky Black, I do not want to see you come back for the, your senior year the same player you were as a freshman. Bro, they looked, honestly, thinking back to it, of all the games I've watched these first three days, they were the least talented team I saw. I agree. UNC. Curran Walton from Hopkins, Minnesota, like, He's not that good of a shooter, Roy. Like, I get he's hit some shots, and you got the announcers and commentators calling him their your shooter. No, he's it's not. That's not it. I didn't see roles. I didn't see that in North Carolina on Saturday or Friday. I can tell you that right now. No roles, no structure. We just we just who? Garrison Brooks, four for twelve. It's not going to work. You're 6'10", 240. You can't shoot four for 12. You just can't, dude. I mean, he, he's done. He's a senior, but like. That's how you go out. Four for 12, my guy. 10 That's rebounds. Rough. That's rough. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, nobody on Wisconsin had more than six rebounds because they weren't missing. Nah, easy shots all night. EC shots and they were just getting Carolina's turnover, so they didn't even need to rebound, bro. And it's like, like Wisconsin doesn't even dribble in their offense and they're getting layups. (laughs) Like, what are we doing? No one on one threats, none. Yeah, yeah, that's somehow Ohio State was bad. And for a while, I was like, you know, I'm pretty sure Ohio State was the worst. I thought North Carolina was much worse. North Carolina was the worst team I've seen in the, in the whole tournament. Yeah, I I completely agree. There's no um nothing else to really say about it for me. They're the worst team was, I saw this whole tournament I, so far. I question Roy Williams after this whole season. I definitely question his recruiting um authority because I don't know what he saw in some years. of these guys. Huh. It's been trash for years. Yeah, he's on. He's had a he's had a rough time. I mean, like Harrison Barnes is like the first true NBA prospect I've seen. Like, I mean, the last true NBA prospect I saw at Carolina. I mean, they've had like they've at least had good college players. Mm-hmm, yeah, like Henson was a good college player. Page Bryce Johnson, those guys Bryce were good Johnson, college players. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like I said. Barnes is the only person that I knew was going to the NBA. Probably. I mean, since Hansborough. That was eight years ago, I think. (laughs) Since Hansborough. Pretty sure Barnes was drafted in the lockout year. I'm 
pretty i might that be a right. year off in either direction mm-hmm. but around that time so we're coming up on a decade roy yeah like the bad, seventh man. woods the like the 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 southern like phenoms he's not even he's not even getting those right no seventh woods <laughs> he fooled the whole world man he did, he did. Middle school mixtape was the most fire thing I ever saw in my life. His game hasn't really changed from the things I've seen. No, it hasn't. But it hasn't. That's, we're wasting too much time on a team that like <laughs> didn't even prepare for the tournament. Yeah, moving on, moving on. Yeah. Um, another Tennessee, big disappointment. Huh? Tennessee got spanked real quick. Is that, yeah. Is that the disappointment you were going to or? No, I was going to a much worse disappointment. <laughs> is later though. I didn't see Tennessee, so you can go to your disappointment. <clears throat> uh, Texas Abilene Christian. Yes, another one I missed. Texas man, that that hurt because I I had good hopes for Shaka Smart. I'm like wow, this dude's at a prime, um, like a big school. Good he coach. should have great recruiting opportunities. Texas man, I mean, all the players in Texas. And who doesn't want to play for Texas? So he got some good recruits, decent recruits. This is, I think it's only his second year there. So he got probably two more years before they're all his recruits. But, like, Abilene Christian came in and just dominated them, dude. I mean, it was a close game, obviously. Not really dominated. But when you're that much better than a team – that's getting dominated. Exactly. When they yeah. control the game the whole time, they dominated you. Yeah, and they did. They absolutely did. Second half, it just looked easy for them, and they were just coasting. They were hitting tough shots. And then at the end, that dumb foul. And You know, some people said it wasn't a foul. It was definitely a foul. On the, Did you see the highlight of that? Yeah. Like, foul on, is a foul. You can't do that. Like yeah. you just think, block the shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the a lot of the the top schools, man, they really expose the lack of IQ going on. Oh yeah, because uh, you see, like, no matter how talented some of the lower seated schools are, mm-hmm. the they're disciplined, they're coordinated. Yeah, yep. top schools. Things get rough. They, all of a sudden, all that coordination and, and all that falls apart. Yeah, is they're also exposing the the um, difference between IQ and athleticism. Yes, because like in that Purdue game, Purdue definitely had the athleticism, definitely. But you know, these guys they played smart, they played harder. Uh, North Texas just you know took them out. And that happened on multiple occasions. Uh, Virginia, Ohio. Ohio just wanted it, man. They wanted it bad. And Virginia, you know, this is probably one of their low years as far as the roster looks to me. No offense to the players, but, you know, they usually ha- he usually has a better roster than this. And Ohio is just... They just came right on their heads too, man. The forwards were just killing them inside, killing them. And then, um, what's the guy? Preston? Is it Jason Preston? 
Yeah, Jason Preston just he looks like Magic Johnson out there. Wow. 13 rebounds, 8 assists. He was at a triple double. You know like this was this has honestly been a dream tournament so far. It has. Cuz by by mid mid Friday, I was coming in every game like it's two even teams going at it. Yeah. And at this point, I don't know how you could watch the tournament any other way. Right. No, there's nobody is safe right now. Nobody's safe. Not right. Gonzaga, not Michigan, not none of the schools that actually have, you know, lived up to the name or the mm-hmm. season. Yeah. None of those schools are safe, man. One bad matchup, one look at Oral Roberts, mom's <laughs> getting sweaty, I can tell you right now. Yeah. And I, I watched Michigan. Yeah, and they look good. They didn't look like they could stop O'Banner. I could tell you that. Yeah, you're right. So, this this is an f- awesome tournament, man. I'm having so much fun watching these games. Is there any other uh, <laughs> specific games you want to mention? I mean, yeah, there's a number of. Uh, I thought I was really impressed. A lot of schools got tested and folded. A lot yeah. of the top schools. One school that got tested and didn't fold was Kansas. Mm-hmm. Kansas was kind of messy, kind of inconsistent all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they look like they were. They look like they were getting sent home. They did. And I actually turned the game on. It was like like four four thirty left or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they do they like they looked experienced in the yeah, end of a of a close game that they were losing the whole time. Yep. Uh, and, you know, credit to the brothers, uh, Groves, I think, Grove brothers or something like that. Mm-hmm. Groves, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they just were unstoppable. They were. Especially Tanner. I'm, I'm pretty sure Tanner. He was unstoppable even when Kansas was coming back. Yeah. Uh, and it was it was like a fun last four minutes that I watched. But Kansas, again, looked experienced. Yeah. And they look like they've been hit in the mouth before. Yeah, and they have. They have. They know They know what it's like. They're the only team I saw get really tested and respond. But the thing is, they shouldn't have been tested. That's the only tough part. I mean, Eastern Washington, no. Nah, you know, those guys shouldn't have had 35 and 23. I, I could live with myself if Tanner Groves gave me 35. I, yeah. I would like I would like hide my college like you know experience if I was like yeah that guy gave me thirty five exactly yeah yeah but I mean the, the guys they they stepped up I really love uh, Marcus Garrett man I hope he gets a shot in the league I'm not sure if he will but I hope he does get a shot in the league because I I think he um, he has the mentality, he has the body, he has the athleticism. I think he could do something in the league somewhere. Uh, but, you know, we know Bill Self, and you said it on here. They they find a way. They're, they have they're an fighters. edge. They have yeah, an they have edge, edge that, like, other teams don't have. Yeah. Especially yeah. the top teams. Yep. Like, they have that, uh, like, lower seed cinderella like grind to them you know what i mean yeah uh, and yeah. it showed yeah and then, and their roster is pretty you know pretty weak too this year i i didn't 
I didn't come away with anything from the roster in the four minutes that I watched. Right. Nobody stood out. Nobody. It was just guys knew how to play with each other. Yep. Uh, but yo, you owe me in the, I think ESPN or some, somewhere I read you, y'all owe me an apology for trying to tell me that Georgetown was going to put up a fight against Colorado. <laughs> hey, I just said what I heard. I said it was supposed to be a good game, but I yeah. only, I only believed you cause I saw it somewhere else. <laughs> so I was yeah. like, Oh shit. Like Georgetown's about to turn up. <laughs> And I only saw I only saw Georgetown play once during the regular season. I don't. I think I did too. And I didn't see Colorado. I didn't know Colorado was going to come out with like. No, I didn't know that. Seven, I didn't know the six, seven, and yeah, above. The size. I didn't know they that one guy who would like just started was going to get like five or six threes. Yeah. Uh, Walker, I think Jabari Walker, if yeah, I'm not five. mistaken. Yeah, he had five threes. Five threes. It was like his first start. Yeah. It was crazy, but uh Georgetown looked boring as hell. They did. Dude, Georgetown, first of all, uh Patrick Ewing. I don't know if this was a joke. I don't know if it was just them hyping up the uh, announcers hyping up the big man Wahab or whatever his name is. <laughs> Bro, they talking terrible, about terrible, dude. Terrible. <laughs> terrible yeah and the guards the guards were worse by the way but they were, you know they could have got away with the guards you don't I have any it. isolation like creativity of any kind con- you're like you're wisconsin but you play like you're like michigan or illinois like yeah you shouldn't be playing like this right but anyway they're talking about wahab and supposedly patrick ewing said that he he has the potential to be the greatest big man in Georgetown history. He said he had a dream. <laughs> Patrick Ewing needs to be drug tested, okay? <laughs> he came, He said he came to him and said, hey, I had a dream last night that you were, <laughs> you became the greatest Georgetown center in history. Dude, I was, I was crying laughing when they were talking about it. <laughs> I was like, am I like, I'm hearing this shit wrong. I know they're saying something different than what I'm hearing. Yeah. Nah, nah, that's Patrick. I was like, Patrick, do you not know what school you coach at? Bro, Hibbert would have gave him 30 and 20 easily. Easily. (laughs) And tennis. Dude, Hibbert can come out of retirement and work his ass right now. Yeah, and I'm, you know, Hibbert was a good center at the time. I mean... Greg Monroe was nice there, wasn't he? Wasn't he yes. in Georgetown? Yes. Greg Monroe would have worked him too. Bro, there's so many guys who've like shown how talented they are in the league. I'm only picking recent ones. Right. I wasn't even trying to go. You know, Not even the goats from back in the famous. day. Yeah. And there was a lot that came through Georgetown. Yeah. This he was guy. stiff. You know, he let some shots go up. He easily could have got a fingertip on. I mean, they just went right past their man, and he just watched them lay it up a lot of times. And, like, the switches were terrible. Yes. That little baseline play they kept trying to run, I, I, I don't understand. Where he was posting up on the um in the corner. That's just hard to watch. Like, it was a – it wasn't a – it wasn't like an end-of-game blowout that fast. Yeah. But the game was over 5, 12 minutes in, I would say 15 minutes. Yeah. 
when Colorado like stayed hot because they kept getting open shots, mm-hmm. I was like, you're not going to cool off a team by letting them continue <laughs> to get wide open looks. <laughs> right. So yeah. Georgetown, Georgetown, like they weren't as bad as, you know, was uh, North Carolina in Ohio state, but yeah. they looked more limited than those teams did. They did. Yeah. Uh, and that's what really I just I didn't like their play style at all. I didn't like Wahab. They're like encouraging Wahab to be this goat big man that he's really not. He's just that. And he's just okay like a basic, you're not, but... right? You're a basic shot blocker. You're a lob guy. You're a physical guy. Like you're not a feed the post, get me buckets guy. No, he's not. That's okay. Or feed the post and, you know, look for somebody cutting. He yes. wasn't even good at that. Yes. His passes were really bad. He had, like, they, they said it on the t- telecast. He had he has, like, six assists on the whole year. Yeah, five. It was five. <laughs> what? He was a black hole, they said. That was, when they said that, I was like, oh, Georgetown's in trouble. Like, they're trying to, I, I could already see at that point, they're trying to play through him. Yeah. Uh, Colorado just spanked them yeah they did they did that was bad that was really bad uh but the last game from the first round that i that's memorable mm-hmm. uh, gonzaga obviously was not ucla i only saw the first half and they looked good mm-hmm. uh but i don't know because byu is just playing terribly yeah uh but i gotta shout him out maryland yes maryland came out great but the way they locked up um, book night. Yes. I mean, straps, <laughs> seat belt. I've never, you were so accurate when you were like, his spirit is shot. It was. Because <laughs> he really looked defeated with like eight minutes left of the game. And the crazy thing is he like just started scoring then too yeah. and yeah. still looked defeated. Because he, he was, was like, gassed. I'm just scoring for nothing. That's what it looked he, like. He was exhausted after every bucket and shot attempt. Yeah, he was. He was. Oh, man. I still think he was probably, you know, in my opinion, even the way he moved, he still looked like one of the best players on the floor. But Maryland just, I mean, they looked, everybody looked good for them. They looked so in sync, uh, in sync, energetic, too. Like, they never lost energy the whole game. And UConn would fluctuate. They'd have um, little runs, and they'd feel good. And then, like, one backbreaker, and then their spirits – like I said, they were shot. And Book Night Spirit was just, it was bad, man. Yeah, like I told you this, UConn didn't play as bad as Maryland made it look. Right. Because uh, they missed, you know, makeable shots. Yeah. But a lot of that was because they never built a rhythm. Yeah. Like every time they went on like a couple buckets in a row type of run, Maryland came out in like of a break and just ran like a perfect play. Yep. Uh, to get like an easy layup or an easy shot. And then they come back off that perfect offensive play and strap. Yep. Like strap to the point where no dribble penetration. We're not, we can't really move the ball and like do what we're trying to do. And yep. easily the best defense. Well, up until today, matter of fact, mm-hmm. uh, that first round, easily the best defense I saw. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, they, and you're right. They just couldn't get a rhythm. Cole hit a couple shots. Like he had like two threes in a row. 
then he was strapped the rest of the game. Um, Tyrese Martin, the the kind of strong guard forward, one for ten. It's not gonna work. It's not. I I, st- I don't think Maryland can make a run because their offense is limited. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if they keep playing defense like this, they are not getting blown out. I can tell you that. Dude, what happened to um, what happened to Faust that used to go to Maryland? Did he transfer? Oh yeah. I mean, it was nah, a while he, ago. No, no, no. He f- he finished his career out. I don't know what happened to him after that. I remember they thought he was gonna be really good, like nah, potential nah. wise. Everybody, dude. I used to fight with people in Maryland for. Dude, I had countless arguments with like the Maryland the the people who actually went who are like diehards. Yeah. Bro, I used to like beg, like, please, like Faust, he's he's trash. <laughs> like he's athletic trash. Like it's it's obvious. Yeah, I was, that's how I felt. But I remember, you know, I remember the media hyping him up. Like, bro, Faust was uh, you know, those like defensive specialists that do nothing on offense. Yeah, like the Cephalosias, Roberson, those types types of guys. That's that was Faust's ceiling. While Faust yeah. was over here trying to like develop an offensive game. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's not gonna work. Yeah, it's not necessary either because they're I team can't is believe you good. brought that up. I forgot about that guy. <laughs> yeah, and they had the they had the one transfer that was nice. That was a score. Wells. That's Wells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What I like Wells. Louisville, I think. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I remember he was I liked him too. He was, he was tough. <laughs> I remember he turned up in a, a summer league at one point. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. I remember seeing him. I can't even remember the team, but it was quick. It was a quick little Orlando sesh where he was just getting buckets. Yeah. He was a bucket getter. Yeah. yeah. But I want to talk about today because you know, I thought it would cool off on the upsets. Nah. Nah. So we already talked about Oral Roberts. Upset again. Oral Roberts. We don't need to talk about that. Uh, Syracuse. I mean, uh, we talked about it, but they they look poised to make a run to me. They do. And they, they do. every time I, I feel like they always come into the tournament playing better than they like close the year. Mm-hmm. I don't know how Bayheim does it, but they're kind of in another one of those like run kind of feels to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. We, Texas Tech. It wasn't an upset, but for me it was. I liked how they responded in that second half of the first game. Uh-huh. Uh, but they're I thought they were in trouble that first game. I did. They they looked in trouble. Mm-hmm. But they they're just they're also limited offensively. Yeah, and they like they like pretend they're not by like hyping the game and trying to speed the game up. <laughs> but it's just especially for viewers. To me, it's obvious. It, they also tr- pretend like Mac is like a is. I mean, he's, he's good. Not a, he's not like he's not a Trey Young. OK, yeah, they pretend like he's automatic, like <laughs> like the game plan. If they could happen, just get Mac yeah. some shots, they'll be fine. Like, no, he's not going to just hit every shot. <laughs> no, I do. I do want to see how he progresses. Yeah, because he's made a huge leap every year of college. Yes, he's uh, a junior you, now. 
I want to say so. Yeah. Okay. If I really want to see his Richard, right, yeah. right. I really want to see his senior year. I want to see him finish out his college career. Because mm-hmm. I think he he's a kind of guy who can he'll like be a, a undrafted, maybe a late second round sneak pick. Yeah. But if he if he comes in and has like an O'Banner kind of tournament run. Yeah. You know, O'Banner reminds me of that UConn guy when they made uh when they won the national championship with Napier. DeAndre. No, 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 no. Bo Wright was the other guard. Oh, they had okay. a big man, DeAndre Daniels. Is that is that? Oh, like yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, he was getting 30 like every other tournament game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was lighting him up. He I remember he he had, I saw him on an NBA roster and he really had no business being on it. Yeah, I think I think he was on the Rockets maybe. I don't know, but uh anyway, <clears throat> I just if McClung goes on like a tournament run or like a conference tournament run, yeah. Or even just a big year. Mhm. Cuz I think he was close to having a big year this year. Mhm. I just think if Texas Tech had won maybe a little bit more games, but yeah, I I want to see what that looks like. Yeah, it, I mean, it, I'd be surprised if he comes back. Honestly, I think I think he the way go. they hyped him up this year, he could go. Yeah, I think he probably plus with the talent this year. I think he'd get a crack too. Like if Nico Man- Manning can get a Manning can get a shot on the yeah. court, not just like on the roster. Yeah. I'd give him a Mac at least a shot. Mm-hmm. Ed, Edmund Sumner is getting like regular minutes in Indiana. It's awful. That was a super stray, by the way. No, I just say it like <laughs> he's just minding his own business. We're talking about young players, and he is a young player. How long has he been in the league? I thought he's been in at least three four, or four years. Three years. I want to say three. I don't know, but. <laughs> Indiana's like convinced. I'll let him. I'll let him go. I'll let him. I'll let him live. Uh, but my no, my point it, is, Mac can, should get at least a roster shot. I think he would. Yeah, he would. And the way the guys get injured now, it's of crazy. Course. I mean, like, right. or he'd be playing on Orlando right now. They've lost three point guards this year. Uh, he he'd find time in Boston. I'm sure. Yeah, he's better than Pritchard to me. I mean, when he's at his peak. And and that's the thing. I, I don't think he's been at his peak yet because I see it. He just doesn't take it all the way there sometimes. Yeah. 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 He's like, he just hasn't kind of locked in his game, like I, what he does best. Right. Yeah. And uh, and that's, that's why it sounds crazy to me when Bill is like, I think Mac McClellan we'll get some shots and just start taking over. I'm like, I've never, I don't see that. No, no. But like, I see him being good, but not take over good yet. But yeah. He's like take over good, but it's, it has to be like convenient Mm -hmm. for him to take over. It's not just give me the ball. I got this. Right. He doesn't have the build to do that ever. I don't think. And he doesn't have the shot creating handles. I don't think. To do that, like every time down court, he may catch somebody, 
you know, every third or fourth possession. Yeah, and he's like he's you know caught people and dropped people here mm-hmm. and there, but yeah, but he's not like ISO Island three straight possessions. Like that's not his game. Uh, we do have to talk about um Sister Jean, Loyola Chicago. Uh, the updated best defense I've seen. <laughs> they locked from... Illinois up. Second half, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Illinois, Illinois, like, was getting pissed off, and I, I was getting pissed off with them because I was like, damn, like Loyola Chicago isn't gonna let y'all do anything. Yeah, because it's like they held, they locked them up the first half, and then the second half, Illinois tried to come out and be like, all right, like we're we're we've had enough of that, and like tried to come right at them, and. It's like they would every once in a while, but end of the day, it it the Rams like, just locked them up. The lead was between six and like fifteen, pretty much the whole second half. Yeah, it to me it never felt like a close game, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of stretches where it stayed at like six to eight. Yeah, never felt like a close game. Yeah, uh, similar to Maryland, anytime Illinois sniffed a run, sniffed momentum. Mm-hmm. Loyola Chicago came out and ran like the most vicious play ever created. Yeah. Like all this ball movement, all these cuts, all of a sudden wide open corner three splash. Yep. Uh, and they what's crazy is like the, the big man for Illinois was eating and they kind of had Ohio State vibes where they didn't really want to pass him the ball as much as he should have got it. Mm hmm. Uh, but the guy from Loyola Chicago was matching him. Yeah, he was. Uh, the I can't remember his name. Like it's some weird. It's like a foreign name. The um, uh, Crudwig, Cr- Crudwig, right? Crudwig. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He was bro. His like he had the similar stat line to the the Illinois big. Yeah. Uh, Coffee was his name, I think. Something like that. Um. No, uh, Cockburn, you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Giant, gigantic. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Kofi's was, his first name. Yeah. Yeah, Kofi. He was getting outworked. Like all the production from Loyola Chicago bigs was way more meaningful. Mm-hmm. It was way more consistent. Like they, did you watch this whole game? Uh. Yeah, yeah, I watched the whole game, yeah. Bro, they I started were, a little late, but I caught the rest of it, yeah. Bro, they were feasting on, like, the pick-and-roll lob for a tap layup? Yep. We're getting, we're getting multiple tap layups? Yeah. That was crazy to me. And, like, Loyola Chicago was, like, Maryland was perfect defensively. Mm-hmm. Loyola Chicago in the second half was perfect on both ends. And And they made, it was almost like they really uh made illinois do whatever they wanted them to oh, do. oh yeah like it's like okay that's what you're gonna do okay that's all you're doing for the rest of the game like they made illinois focus on one playing style and then let them like spread out their uh arsenal of game you know what i'm saying yeah yeah and the the guard or the wing guard for illinois or some new yeah just who the, was bo- to some new, yeah, yeah, who was balling middle of the year? Yeah, he A- was. Ao, yeah. I think is his first name. Yeah, yeah, bro, he got strapped. He did. Like 
completely sh- and with with book night for georgetown mm-hmm. i can make a case like his shot selection wasn't great his obviously his body language later in the game was bad mm-hmm. though some new was like getting just strapped yeah and they were like, making him other differences book night they were making him take tough shots they were making um just some new turn the ball over yes and like, like taking and the ball from him it wasn't like a Oh, like he's loose with the ball, or oh, like he made a bad dish. Nah, give give me the rock, Cookies. or like, or just like I I know you're gonna pass it here. I'm gonna just take this one. Yep, yep. <laughs> I felt bad, man. Like Illinois, I can't even really be critical of them. Again, they could have fed the the big man significantly more. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could have not relied on athleticism as much. Yeah, but. Like Loyola Chicago was so perfect. I really don't know what they like definitively could have done to win the game. Yep. I just, I can't even see it. And Loyola Chicago to me looks probably outside of the Colorado game. They've, they've looked like one of the best teams in the tournament. They have. And uh, it's crazy. You know, they're going to take the winner of this Oregon State and. Looks Oklahoma like it's State, be Oregon State, right? Most likely. They're gonna take Oregon State, maybe. So that's gonna be interesting, man. Uh, we got one number one, just one number one gone, right? Who else? Yeah. Uh, Baylor took care of business today. Yep, Baylor, Baylor, Michigan, Gonzaga still in it. Yeah, and yeah. Baylor took care of Wisconsin, like like a top seed should take care of Wisconsin. Yeah. So yeah. it's good to see. And, you know, to be honest, I wasn't a Baylor believer going into the tournament. I've seen them play a few times and they're just, they're super balanced. And that was the thing. I think a lot of times to beat Wisconsin, you have to be kind of balanced because Wisconsin doesn't really let stars get off. Well, right. um, but Baylor man just has so many threats on the team. So many solid threats too. They have. I saw a little peek of them. Uh, a lot of a lot of high level college players. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of good production. Yeah. This whole this whole tournament so far is is by the way this is kind of a random thought, but we're pretty much done with individual games. Yeah, yeah, we're done. Uh, it's kind of the resurgence of the the fat bigs. The big bodies. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Liddell was eating. Yeah. Uh, I, off the top, I can't think of the Groves were both pretty thick. Yeah. Uh, the big man uh, for we just talked about Loyola Chicago was thick. Yeah. A lot, a lot of thick bodies were, were moving people. In Colorado had some thick bodies. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's somebody else who won. Maryland has a guy who had the dirty foul. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he gave him some good minutes too. Yeah, and you got Garza too. Garza's right, a big, right. big boy. Yeah, yeah. I haven't got a chance to see Iowa yet, so I didn't see the Grand Canyon game because I just had that much confidence in that. <laughs> you know, I feel like if they lost that, then yeah. I didn't want to see it anyway. <laughs> you know, it's a good point. Um. <sighs> Shout out to Grand Canyon, you man, because I really did not know they were a real school until recently. 
It's always like what 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 school every other year is like that's a school like where did they come from? Yeah. Yeah, every year. And they and they surprise you with how good they play cuz they still played better than I thought they would. I thought it was going to be like a 30 point game. Yeah, I I I'm really loving this tournament cuz all the all the fakers are getting just thrown out. Yeah. All the pretenders, all the like the high seeds who had a favorable schedule or yep. didn't really get tested as much again, eliminated quick. Yeah. So to me, from the games I've seen, I haven't seen any like fluke wins or like pretenders who are just hot. Yeah. Or being carried by like a random guy who's hot. Mm-hmm. So I, at this point, if anybody's trying to tell you that they know how this tournament's going to play out. No. Is lying. He's making yeah. shit up. There's no way. I mean, the the every bracket was broken the second, you know, midway of the second day. This nobody knows what's gonna happen here. I mean, yeah, it, by Virginia Tech's L, it was like everybody was already like, "Yo, what's what's going on?" Yeah. Yeah. And Ohio State was like, "We got y'all," and then it just Texas, everybody. Yep. A lot of people picked UNC. Bad pick. Really bad pick. I, w- I was never including, confident. Including I thought me. it would be a good game, but I was never confident in in that talent. Just hard to be this year. These past few years. Um. All right. So, uh, who who's the best player in the tournament? In your opinion so far, from what you've seen. Man. That's tough. We can come back to it. Oh, O'Banner's been pretty good. Uh, yeah, yes. But like his, the game I saw, I, I just, I hate that I didn't see this past game because to me, the game one was just him capitalizing on bad defense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We got to come back to it. We, we can come back to it next week for sure. I'll have a better idea. Okay. I'll say I'll say this though, if I was drafting, I'd have to go with Evan Mobley, man. He's gonna be a problem in the league, based on how he looks now. I've, I'm not gonna say I, I take that back. I don't know if he's gonna be a problem in the league, but when it comes to raw like ability for USC, I mean, he's a freak, man. The blocks he gets, the you his, know he he. He looks like he he looks like he's closer to the OB topping ceiling than OB topping is. <laughs> if that makes sense. Explain. Like, I think just, I know what you mean, but explain. Just freak athlete with touch. Yeah. Like I don't see really the touch part from topping. I see that with o- Mobley from the little bit that I've seen. Yeah, but he's and he's bigger. I mean, he's seven foot, which is I crazy. Mean, and the way he can move at seven foot, he's he getting is, a chance. He's getting a chance, no question. He's so smooth. I mean, yeah, it, he looks good. He, I, I, I would like to see him against a better team, obviously than Drake. Uh, shout out to Drake for making it, but they cooked. Uh, who they cooked? Wichita State. Drake did. Yeah, in when the, uh, playing, playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember they were the. They were one of the games to watch. I remember I calling them out because yeah. 
I thought it'd be a good game, but Drake was said nah. It was a good game. It was only a. Oh wait, was it? Yeah, it was a one point game. Mm. It was a good game. It came down to the wire, I think. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, man, Evan Mobley, he looks really, really, really good. Uh, shout out to Rick Pitino for making it here with Iona and staying with Alabama for probably three quarters of the game. I was on the edge of my seat that game because Iona was looking good for a minute, but it was one of those games they just clearly got out-talented. And at all the games I saw, that was probably the one that was clear, just straight-up out-talent. You know what I mean? Like I feel bad. I feel bad because Iona could have got could have had a nice little Cinderella run if they got Ohio State in the first round. Right, yeah. Easily would have got that dub. <laughs> yeah, they would have. And I think they um, they might have caught UConn, to be honest. Yeah. Because UConn just really got outcoached to me. I mean, they got outplayed, but a lot of it was being outcoached. Uh, and you know Patina would outcoach somebody. And it really just came down to Iona's roster is just not there it's just not there it's no it's not <laughs> it's really bad it's not. but yeah um okay moving on nba uh yeah what's the what's left of it jesus yeah uh first of all you know lebron is done for a little while hurt for probably till the playoffs you think so? High ankle sprain? I mean, they said like indefinitely. Indefinitely is at minimum a month. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Yeah. And with LeBron, the only way I imagine he's coming back early is if they're like dropping in the standings. Which is which they likely. can. Yeah. Right. Because is Anthony Davis. Um, I you told know, you, bro, Achilles, they're not playing with that shit. Yeah, what's his timetable? Another few weeks. They got to stop doing that. Yeah, they do. That's, dude, ever since Nash, bro, they think they could, like, it's just, they'll, like, keep us on the edge of our seat. <laughs> yeah. Bro, we got to ask say, every game. See, like, LeBron, they gave us indefinitely. Just get, yeah. give us, in that. don't give us a timetable. Yeah, basically just in. Until further notice. Right. I'm okay yeah. with like, yo, this like the injury's bad. We gotta see. We it's gonna take time. Yeah, yeah. When they get a six, oh, KD's two weeks away. Oh, we gotta reevaluate him. Oh, now he's <laughs> out through all-star break. <laughs> like every time, yeah. every time I hear about KD, he's got another couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, bro, what? <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It's bad. They, they it's annoying. Shit so. With AD. so do you think they – what do you think they do? Do they make a drastic roster move just to save no, the – No, You think they just roll with what they got? Because Gasol's out too, right? I think so. I haven't seen Gasol play. They were starting Damian Jones. And they're not keeping him. They're letting him go. Damian? Yeah, he was playing well too. They let him – they're waving him? Not re-signing him. That's crazy. At least that's what I saw. Maybe they changed their minds. I don't know. Because he was he was playing well. I think he plays good with a good team. He's not he's just one of those guys if the team is bad, he's bad too. 
Um, but he can do what you ask him to do, catch lobs, block shots. Uh, so that, that doesn't look good. And the um, what looks like the rookie of the year is done for the season. So that's bad, too. Broken wrists, I believe, LaMelo. Broke his wrists from that fall he took, like, yeah. yesterday? Yeah. He's done for the season. Broken wrist. That sucks, man. We didn't really talk about him. He was... He was there's not a lot of rookies that come in and look like vets. They gotta give it to Emmanuel quickly, man. He has to get it. Got the Knicks in the playoffs. Edwards, Edwards gonna get like a couple of like big scoring games. They have the worst record in the league. And <laughs> and what are we talking about? Who cares? <laughs> quickly has been killing it consistently. Nah, he has, he has. And I mean, they're gonna give it to Edwards, but I, I or Wiseman, but I don't think Wiseman's like even qualified at this point. He's missed a lot of time. Oh yeah, he has. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And when and like they, they sometimes play him super limited minutes. Yeah, and then it's a two man race. It got to be either uh, quickly or or Edwards to me. So I will say, if the Knicks don't slip, I'm right there with you. Yeah, because they don't look like they're slipping. And the way he came out in the beginning of the season, like the Knicks had, you know, they won a couple, lost a couple, won a couple. And then as soon as he started getting heavy minutes and started getting those big scoring games, they started going on runs. And they, you know, they've been competitive ever since. So who would have thought finally, finally the get, Knicks get a guard right? <laughs> yeah. It, I didn't think it'd be drafted. I don't even think they drafted him. It's crazy. Man. I remember talking about him like, yo, I liked I liked him in Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. Kentucky, this low-key might have been one of Kentucky's best years as far as talent facts, goes. Facts. Um, I mean, you know, last year. Uh trying to think, is there any other rookies that's like killing it? No. I don't think so. I don't think so. But um, so yeah, Lamelo's out for the season. I mean, Charlotte, Charlotte sucks. Without him? They suck with him. They're in the playoff contention? But they're, okay, <laughs> they're a playoff team. That's great. Yeah, I got you, yeah. They're they a do. complete mess. They are. They're they're capitalizing on guys playing better than they should. Right. Maybe, maybe LaMelo's not playing, but, but Terry Rozier giving them nothing and then 40. That's what he does. Yeah, come on. And, and Graham's like, been out the whole season, basically? No, he's been playing. I saw him playing uh in a game a couple games ago. Okay. Well he's been he's been missing time. Missing a yeah, lot of he, time. Yeah, he missed early in the year. I remember he was out for a while. Okay. Yeah. And he comes he's like they threw away his potential, by the way. You think so? For sure. Dude, when I by watched him. He, no, no, no. By playing him like he's like the backup distributor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Because he I mean, was becoming like this. a lights-out shooter. Yes, we talked about the Charlotte. Nobody has any, like, clear-cut roles. They don't. It's just so bad. Like, LaMelo kind of covered for a lot of those problems. Yeah, you did. So now, I I think I, they're still going to win games. I, they're probably still a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Are they, like, are they a threat to upset? Somebody? No. No. 
and the East isn't even that good. Right. <clears throat> yep. But like LeBron with the Lakers, though, hold on. Do you how hard do you think they'll slip? Because I think they're about to take a tumble. I do too. Absolutely. Home court in the first round, gone. Yeah, no way. Gone. They were the only uh a game or a game and a half from six, right? They're like barely fourth or fifth or something like that. They're a game and a half from from being fourth, and they're Uh two games and a half from being sixth. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just two games, three games from being sixth, two games and a half from being fifth. So they lose three games and Denver, Portland, they go on a little run. Oh yeah, they're out of there. Out of the top four easily. The I think though I think this could make the Lakers even better in the playoffs. Because they'll LeBron they gets the breather. LeBron, LeBron yeah. gets the breather he needs. No, no, no. I Oh, I don't know how impactful like the time without LeBron will be. Mm-hmm. I do think it'll help, but they're fine. They didn't really have role problems when LeBron and AD were there. Right. So giving guys more time, more touches, that's can't really hurt in the long run. Right. But LeBron coming back with like a month and a half off. Mm-hmm. When was Le- has LeBron ever since the groin? He's, he hasn't missed that much time. Right. And he's needed the time. Yeah, he has. Yeah. I I think they're going to be just fine, whatever yeah. seed they are. Yeah, and the West seeds, to me, don't matter that much anyway because, like, I don't think uh, – like, I don't think Utah and Phoenix are, like, slaughtering anybody in, in the uh, bottom two seeds. Phoenix is definitely not. Yeah, I, Utah. I, Utah could Utah could get San Antonio out of there in four games. Yeah, I mean they can get them out in four games, but I mean it's not going to be like blowouts every game. I don't think that's right. What I I'll mean. give you that. Yeah, like if the Clippers, like if it was like Lakers and the Thunder, it would be blowouts every game, or even Memphis, it would be blowouts every game. But if if Lakers are down there and they play Phoenix or Utah, I don't think it's going to be like um, as bad as any worse than playing Dallas. That's what I mean. Like, I think there's a lot of tough teams that'll be in the bottom seeds that will give them just as good of a series as the top seeds. So I think they'll be okay, even if they go down. I don't think they should get the Clippers first round, though. I think that might be a problem, but I don't know how much of a problem. Hey, Clippers, they down bad to me. <laughs> What's new? They are. They are. Move. They look, bro, they look to me, uh, they look like the worst Western Conference, like, contender. Con- contender, right. Contender, yeah. They look worse than Portland to me. And and you know that that's saying a lot for me. The thing is, the Clippers, although they look bad, I don't know if that means they'll. The problem with the Clippers is they'll win looking bad. That's what is like dangerous yeah, for them. Portland, Portland can't no shot. Right, that's the thing. Like I'll say the Clippers look bad, but they still may sweep um, everybody else in the West. 
I mean, other than, you know, the Jazz or the Lakers. They still might catch a sweep, even though they look like garbage. And most of it is just how they play. They're not sweeping Denver, bro. Denver, Denver's going to get them out again. I can feel it. <laughs> I'd like it. I, I want to see it. I'd like to see it. No, I don't know. I, I just, they're just getting further and further away from the ball movement that I praised them for. It's, and it's like, 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 can we, like, we're going into the playoffs and we're starting Patrick Beverly and Nicholas Batum. Yeah. That's not good enough. Like I said, man, I was watching the game the other day, you know, and I texted you. Kawhi took three straight shots. Cool, right? I get that happens sometimes. Comes out the game. Paul George takes four straight shots. Nobody touches the ball. He he catches the inbound pass, goes all the way up court, takes the shot. I think he made one out of the four. And I was just like, why am I watching this? I can't watch one on five for the whole game. I'm like, I couldn't watch it anymore. It was terrible. And Paul George with the trying to draw fouls, please stop. It's terrible. You're not going to get the calls. How many times do you have to do it to learn he's not one of those guys that gets the calls? He's not James Harden. And he doesn't do it like Harden or Embiid no, or any doesn't. of the guys who draw a lot of fouls. He doesn't look like he does it with any IQ. He looks like he just goes right at somebody and then just falls on the ground. Like, you know, Harden puts Jimmy his Butler arm under your arm. and huh? Bro, Jimmy Butler is like would run circles around him with that skill. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's the only thing that's tough about the Clippers. They do look bad, but they still figure out a way to win looking bad. Yeah, I'll give you that. And maybe it's the defense. I don't trust them whatsoever. How many? They're They're getting more exposable. I'll say that. I'll agree. How many West teams do you trust, though? Lakers, you know, depending on the injury timelines, mm-hmm. uh, I trust Denver, even though game wise, they haven't really given me too much faith. Mm-hmm. Um, They're eight and two in their last 10. Wow. They getting going. Port Jr. has been looking good lately. I'm not but. surprised, but with Denver, He'll One thing I do like. Stop passing it to him. Yes, yes, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Oh, he looks too good. Don't give it to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jokic, Jokic will have like a team meeting without him. Yeah, after he hit that but... three where he turned around and looked at the bench. Yeah, nah, nah. he's not touching it again. He's over <laughs> for a night. But there, uh, one thing I do like about them—they're figuring out the the depth issues that they created for themselves. They are. Yeah, they are. I, I just sometimes you, there's just guys who you think you'll never respect mm-hmm. and they just play in a way that you have to respect. Yeah. And Compazzo, while I still think he's trash, he's like they get so much out of him, but it, it makes no sense. They do. <laughs> and Hardenstein has come in there and he doesn't he obviously he can't pass like Plumley can. Mm-hmm. But he's got that same, like, no touch, but I'll make layups Yeah, kind of game. Yeah. It, yep. I don't know how they're making it work, but they are. 
But, you know, I think they have figured out a way to limit their roles, but yet put them in roles where where those two will excel and keep them there. And well, that was, that was a, a good what thing. I was worried about. Hmm? That's That shows that Mike Malone is at least trying to, like, adjust to the issues they got. Yeah, he is. But. And to me, also, this... This stuff tells me that the Michael Porter Jr. thing isn't a Mike M- Malone problem. Oh, for sure. Like, it, I I know when we had the, the long episode about it, it we were still kind of on the fence. Is it Malone that's doing it? Is it the you know, GM? Is it the team? It's definitely not Malone. Because, like, if he could make it work with everybody else, he's doing it. There's no way he should have this much trouble, you know, keeping Michael Porter Jr. a star on the as a star on the team. Yeah. Another thing I noticed, uh, I caught like a quarter of their game like a week ago, mm-hmm. but Will Barton's is starting to get back to the, like the random shit just goes in. Yeah. Kind of game. Yeah, he is. That's with Barton. Barton's one of those. He's either making it and balling or he's missing everything and playing for the other team. Yeah. And you take that with players like that. And he's, he's been showing out lately. Yeah. Yes. But uh, as far as teams I trust, uh, the last team I would say I trust, this is a bit of a hot take, I trust Dallas. Okay. I've seen enough from Dallas in the last month and a half to trust them. I figured you would say Dallas. I'm not not mad at it at all. But I I don't know if I trust... The defense. I get it. No, I trust Dallas. I'm not sure if I trust Denver yet. Um, I would pretty much only say LA, like for sure, in Dallas. But uh, uh, that's that was how I was feeling coming into the year. I'm not. I'm sure I'll come out the playoffs the same mindset. Yeah, you're probably right. I just can't. I want to trust Utah. I can't. Yeah, man. Five, Portland, five in the last ten is not. Portland good. doesn't doesn't get it. Obviously, Clippers don't get it. Phoenix, Phoenix is going to be their first playoff run in decades. So, and yeah. I, I don't know how CP will lead that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can't trust them. I mean, San Antonio center position is nothing. So can't trust them. San Antonio, they have to make a move this week. Please, drum. If they go get Drummond, that's it. If they get Drummond, they're a contender to me. They're easy. They could match with every team in the West. Yeah, I I would try to see if Aldridge would stay if we got if they got Drummond. To be nah, honest, you're you're trying too hard. Let it go. Let that I mean, go. Why let him go? For what? Because he sucks. I mean, but you're not getting anything back for him. I mean, I I, I get that, like the logical viewpoint of it, but. I mean, don't, unless they're trading him, uh, you know. You already said, Popovich already said he's not going to be with the organization moving forward. <laughs> Get him <laughs> out of there. I'm good. Aldridge, Aldridge, like, he didn't ruin his career. He didn't ruin his career going to San Antonio. He ruined his career leaving Dame to me. But he made a mistake. I'll Dude, say that. That year where they all abandoned Damien was one of the most heartbreaking off seasons of my life. And it wasn't because I liked Portland. I was like, man, Damian Lillard, 
like he was just on the rise. I think we were at we were at school when me and DJ and Nigel would argue about him versus Westbrook. And like I thought he was about to take over. The team was great. Then all of a sudden they lose five out of the top six rotation. And they just keep Dame and CJ McCollum, who was like a rookie. McCollum like, had like just had one big game in the playoffs randomly. Yes, that's after, it. After doing nothing all they, year. They lost Wes Matthews. Batum. Uh, uh, Batum Aldridge. Aldridge, Lopez, Aflalo, and I think Barton. All in the same offseason. I was like, wow, that's nuts. And just went with Dame, CJ, and, you know, a bunch they, of scraps. Thomas Robinson, I think. They they <laughs> they were convinced Aminu was, like, the piece. <laughs> Come on. Like, what's going on? What are we Aminu. talking about? <laughs> yeah, they were. They stuck, they stuck with so many role players. He was the only guy I, that would stay. Matter of fact, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna trash the role players because they don't deserve it. Portland, Portland just doesn't know how to use them. Yeah, man. And and shout out to those fuck those guys for leaving because Dame became an all time goat thanks to that. He did. But yep. I completely agree with you. The way they left him, and they all got dumber or worse. They or all, like like less of basketball players. By I the remember Aflalo and Lopez went to the Knicks together, and that was a disaster. You remember that? Aflalo had to revive his career after that. West Matthews has not been good since then. Yeah. I think he went to Dallas. Yeah, man. He's, he's been around. Batum got good. hurt like the next season and never played again until this season. <laughs> he hasn't played in like four years. Gold money from Charlotte for like four or five years yeah yeah it was it was bad a follow just basically was forced to retire that next season you know they sent him to orlando i think to retire a, a magic so yeah because that was his peak, his he peak balled on the magic for yeah yeah for like literally tw- 13 14 months <laughs> he was the scoring machine yeah. For that little time. <laughs> yeah, he was a top 10 scorer for literally like 14 months. All mid-range jumpers. Oh, and I hated how he shot the ball. I hated it. Me too. On the way down. Yes. It looked so bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. But uh there's <laughs> anyway. two there's two West teams I want to talk about that aren't like they don't really get any respect. Mm-hmm. And they have kind of two MVP candidates if their records are better. Okay. OKC with Shea Shea Gilgis Alexander, MVP candidate. I mean, their record sucks, but if they were (laughs) in the Lakers seed, oh yeah, I got you. Yeah, no question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, OKC isn't good enough to win that many games. Right, they're just not. Yeah, but they're and they're just too young. Right, Mm -hmm. but to me, they're not good enough to win. To their record looking like it does now. I agree. Yeah. I mean, they've dude, they've maxed out everybody. They got the, the the guy whose name I don't know, and he comes. He's like his name I should know because I come from the same area of the world. Uh, he's not from Russia, I don't think. Dort, you're talking about? No, no, no. no. The guy they like they, they just signed, and he's going off for them. Mikhailuk? Alex, 
no, no, no. Like Alexi. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. So like, it's you so gotta weird pronounce name. his name because I don't know how to say it. I, it's too many letters. So I gotta look at it to even try it. Pukozewski. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's not bad. Olympiakos. Oh, it doesn't say where he's really from. But he comes in. He's balling. Oh, he's Serbian. Okay. George Hill's great, playing great. Dort yeah. has been like a two-way star. Yeah. Uh, they got the so- other kid, Isaiah Roby, has been like dunking on everybody every game. Yeah, they developed uh, the big man that they've had for a little minute, um, Baisley. Baisley's starting to look like a – who did I just – I was just thinking of a comparison for him the other day, but I can't think of it. Mm-hmm. But he's starting to play like, play like a really good stretch big. He looks like Chris Bosh sometimes to me. Sometimes. Very rarely, yeah. <laughs> but the the stretch, like the game is kind of similar, where he's like a perimeter guy with inside game. Yeah. Uh, like good length. But the the MVP of the team has been SGA by far. Oh, absolutely. And his like his improvement, just creating his own shots has gotten has looked so much better. Yeah. Uh, and I I hate that he didn't get any consideration uh when who was who was that Conley replaced? Davis, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like I think Con- Conley was like the automatic oh, maybe, but whoever it was, Conley was like the automatic replacement. Yeah. SGA gets no love, and he's carrying a team that like that's not even fit to be carried. Mm-hmm. So I, I think he's been playing incredible. Yeah. And the is. other, the other guy that's their team is close, very close. They've won a lot of games in with like, without having their second best player. They've won pretty much all their games without their second best player. Memphis. Mm, okay. John Morant. Who's their second best player? Jackson? Well, Jackson has been out yeah. literally the whole year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he he's maybe not as much of like an MVP candidate if their record was good mm-hmm. because they did do well without him. Yeah. But, dude, has have you seen the way he's been playing? Yeah. He's been dude, eating. He, he looks like he spent all summer like working on everything I criticized from him. Yep. Floater package check, mid-range package check, three-point shooting as he's taking better shots. Yeah, he's becoming a better passer too. Percentage, yeah, much better passer. He's like he's a floor general now. Yeah. To me, that first year, like he was getting the highlights and running stuff, but he wasn't really a floor general. Yep. And he's looking like one now. And I mean, they're if they have a good offseason, mm-hmm. they'll take off. I'm sure of that. Yeah, and, and you know what else? Uh, shout out to D'Anthony Melton because he has allowed Ja to have like to have those off the ball moments where he can turn into being a more aggressive scorer and not so much a playmaker. Because like Melton, he handles the ball a lot, and you know Ja gets those back doors. He gets to be able to just take off on the break a lot of times now. Where, um, you know, earlier last season, he would have to come to the ball and it kind of slowed him down more than he need more than he should have been slowed down. Yeah. Now Melton gets it and he's gone. And, you know, he gets obviously highlight dunks every time. 
Memphis is just so crazy. Like Morant has been running the show. Yeah. And I, I'm excited to see where he takes them, honestly. Cause mm-hmm. I think even, even if they don't make a raw, like crazy roster moves, I think a healthy Jaron Jackson and they're a much better team. Absolutely. Uh, and, and their record would show that. And Brooks has been in and out too, I think. Right. Right. And Brooks yeah. is a huge part of what they do. He's, he's like their leading scorer on often occasions. Yeah. Uh, and they've they've been getting great production out of Valanciunas. Valanciunas looks, I mean, he looks all star caliber for them some nights. Some nights he does. Yeah, I think he's it's, had like two twenty twenty games this season. Yeah, and he and they, you, I really like, and I haven't seen him in a while, so I don't know. Like their win loss, their record is like very up and down. Yeah. Uh, but when I was watching them a little while ago, they they trust Valanciunas when he's playing well. Mm-hmm. Like Toronto, every even when he would play well for Toronto, they were like, "All right, you got your couple layups. Just you know, give the ball back to DeRozan now." Yeah, there's none of that in Memphis when he's when he has a mismatch. Mm-hmm. You, know, you turn it over, I don't care. You're getting it right back. Yep. Yep, and they it shows just with everybody on the team. Yeah, how much they trust guys when they play well. I mean, they, I really didn't think Grayson Allen was an NBA player, mm-hmm. but they're making him look like a, a solid NBA player. They are. How many years has Taylor Jenkins been there now? Their coach, like not three? that long, two, three. He got them buying into this. He got them buying into something. And, you know, I, I won't take any credit away from Ja because I think some of it is his leadership um, and just having someone uh, just having someone more vocal for them seemed like it really helped because they were a team that just seemed like they didn't talk to each other, like just basic stuff. And Ja is has become that like real spirit leader for them, too. Yeah, they needed somebody to, like, carry the energy. Yep. And yep. Morant has been doing that really well. Absolutely. I, I can't believe, bro, they got, they're, like, extending slow-mo's career. Like, if he came to Memphis and played, like, trash, he'd be done. <laughs> yeah, he still he, plays, like, trash Exactly. That, that was my next statement. I was going to say, he, I, he, 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 <laughs> he gets, like, 30, 35 minutes and does nothing sometimes. Yeah. And they like they don't bench him. They don't go away from like he's still part of the rotation. Yep. I'm, I'm sitting there thinking like, dude, this guy on like Milwaukee, if he was playing like this, they'd cut his ass. Yeah. They're saving Tyus Jones's career to me. Extending. Oh yeah. It. Oh yeah. For sure. Because he definitely would have been would have been gone on most teams. Um. Let's see what else we got. We, we could talk about the worst trade of the year. <laughs> Houston, are you serious? Yeah, man. I I don't I don't know. I don't get it. Dude, I, I played a game with a friend of mine. We we came up with off the top of our heads, we came up with a good reason for DJ Augustine to be there for the other 29 organizations in the NBA. That's a tough game. Took a Cause, while. Because I can't think of a reason for them to have him. 
Houston is the only one. The 29 other organizations, you know, we kind of forced it with a couple teams. Golden State, we forced it. I think he'd, I think he'd help Golden State. Exactly. <laughs> you, if you really think about the, every other team, you can maybe, maybe Toronto was another tough one. Yeah, they don't need a backup point guard, not especially the same size as their other point exactly. guards. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But every other team, for the most part, you could look at and be like, yo, DJ Augustin could help him out. Yeah. Except Houston. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't help them at all. The fact that they got rid of PJ Tucker, who's been the heart and soul of the team for like five years. Yep. To trade him for DJ Augustine, who you're not going to use? Yep. And who and who else did they get in that? Uh, just picks. Yeah, just picks. I think. Oh, DJ Wilson. They got two DJs. And I've already said Ooh, it. Milwaukee addition by subtraction. I like it. I was about to say. I've already said how I feel Gosh. about DJ Wilson. And I wouldn't be surprised if Houston like like flukes us into thinking like making him do something. Yeah, because they they need they have no other big man. Dude, Christian Wood comes back, and it it really is night and day. They're Are competing. They? They're having fun. Like they're just, they're fired up. They're still losing. They only have three players over six six on the whole roster. But Demarcus Cousins didn't fit. Don't ever forget that. Right. <laughs> Houston, bro. I could not tell you what Houston's doing right now. Jayshon Tate is the 6'4 power forward for them. Like, at least like Philly, I hated when they were trusting the process. Yeah. But I could see the, the strategy. Mm-hmm. Like, we talked about this with Houston. What are we doing? I I feel so bad for ever even giving them praise for their roster. That was, we whiffed on that one. We definitely did. Like it was, uh, Christian Wood was playing great. If Boogie you had told me, great. if you had told me he was the heart and soul of the team, I wouldn't have trusted him at all either. Yeah, I, I just didn't know that. No, I didn't either. I'm if you shocked. had told me they go where he goes, bro. Like this, this is built. That stretch where Wood was out was built for Wall to elevate the team. Yeah. I'm not saying they should have like won more than lost. They suck. They should have won more. I mean, more than zero. Yeah. They should not have lost 23 games. Unacceptable, bro. And they're, they're like tanking and it's obvious, uh, you know, they're like pretending like they're competing again because Christian Woods back. But the crazy thing is, what are they tanking for? They're good. That's the part that is killing us. Like now they're talking about trading Oladipo before Wednesday. Like I can't. I don't know what the strategy is. I don't either. That's I've why watched I said, the league for a long time. Like there's always some kind of strategy. That's why I said I texted you the other day, man. Whatever they're doing, I just want them to do it. Like just get it done. Cause this right here. Why are you keeping Wall? He's he's thirty. You're wasting the rest of his career. Yeah, they're wasting the rest of a lot of guys' career. Oladipo's career, right? If they keep him, um, I think Sterling Brown was a solid. He's a solid piece for a lot of teams. Wasting his career, 
Macklemore uh, could help a lot of teams now. Yeah, Macklemore has found his way back into the, you know, into a roster. Eric Gordon is injured, but you know, he's 32. Like, I don't know, man. As Wall said, this shit is ass. <laughs> <laughs> I I really don't know how else to say it. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. I mean, and then my God. The other bizarre thing is if you're going young and you get Kevin Porter, why does it take you so long to play him? Like what it because like you said, it makes you question what is the what's the plan? Okay, we're gonna go young, but we're not gonna play our best young player. Why? I don't get it. I don't it's either. bizarre. Steven There's Silas, the- like this is I feel bad for him because he's like if this is tanking, he only has like two years after this. Right. Tops. And the first year that they're supposedly supposed to be like not tanking anymore, like supposed to be reaping the uh you know benefits of the tanking. If and they start fired, off lo- yeah, if they start off like three straight losses, he's out of there. Yeah. Bro, I wouldn't be if they're utter trash for the rest of the year. And they spend uh, the first month of next year as trash. Yeah, I'm sure they'll throw him away as if it's his fault. Right. And we'll be there. No, that's not the case. They the coaching is not going to save the n- randomness and emptiness of this organization's like future. Because the crazy thing is, man, those first couple games, I loved how they were playing. I really did. I was like, I mean, when we talked about it, I was like, this team has so many threats. Like, and then they were moving the ball well, and Oladipo wasn't back yet, but Wall was, you know, looking great. I'll Him never, I'll never believe that Wood fucking up his ankle took all that away. Because this team is not, this team is a lot better than his Pistons team. Than the Pistons team that got him this job, yes, got yes. him this contract. I mean, it's, I think, you know, without coaches in a pickup game, this team would beat the Pistons, that Pistons team, you know, 21 to 12. I'm with you. But yeah, man. Rockets, it's, it's bad. PJ Tucker looked good for Milwaukee, though. Milwaukee's quietly getting they're going on a little run to to you know shove their way up in the standings. They also let Tory Craig go, wasting his time, wasting you know I like it. a couple months of his year. I like him on Phoenix. I like that pickup. That's uh, okay though. Like Tory Craig is a guy like you could try to use him and not figure it out mm-hmm. and let him go. You have enough. Yeah, that's true. And they all they were doing the same thing. Like Augustine, you didn't really make that work. That I'm a little more concerned with because he's like an easy piece to make work. He really is. Uh, but if you're gonna play him ten minutes a night or five minutes a night, yeah, let yeah, him go. What's the point? Tucker's this time. Tucker's gonna help him a lot more mm-hmm. just by their stupid play style. Yeah, and now Greek Freak doesn't have to guard the best player on the floor all the time. Right, yeah. they getting they getting comfy uh, with Greek free closing games. Who who did they play last night? Uh, oh, uh, PJ Tucker was strapping somebody. I forgot who they were playing. I don't even know. Uh, 
I don't remember, but yeah. We can talk about the East teams a little bit more next week. Uh, because I think I don't have the time. I feel like we've been going forever. Oh, uh, we, we have to talk about the one though. Blake Griffin. Oh. his first game as a net. We've right. seen it. Um uh, are they unstoppable? They're unstoppable, but it has nothing to do with Blake. <laughs> Uh, like I said, I think Blake is probably the most unselfish player on the team. Finally, they have someone that's unselfish. He fits right in as, you know, playing the worst defense in the league. Everybody would fit in. But yeah, uh, <clears throat> again, I, I really don't have much to say on Blake because they played D.C. Uh, <laughs> it's not really a sample size of anything playing dc you watched this was your i'm sure this was your first time in a while seeing dc um no i I watched the dc when they played the jazz a couple a few games ago i think it was just a week ago though i I can't i I really i don't want to watch him at all the rest of the year i love how Rui's playing that's nice that's I really, really I, I have nothing positive to say. I can't watching Russell Westbrook stresses me out to like he stresses me out to such an extent. He starts to take some of my joy away from the game. Because the fact like how he plays with such a complete absence of logic. Yeah. And how like there's no no player confronts him. No coach really like challenges him. Yeah. And part of that is DC being like weak as hell. Yep. Uh, but it's just it's, it's it's infuriating. No, but Brooklyn though, real quick. Uh, the key for them, I can't believe they found exactly what they need in like nothing. Uh, Claxton. Nick Claxton. Yep. Ex- bro, even if he's not that good, which he probably isn't. Yeah, a, a energy shot blocking big who could catch the ball. Yep, exactly what they need. It is. He's like he's playing like young DeAndre right now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, dude, I was shocked. I'm sitting there like I'm like, yo, man, I've been looking for every fucking reason to doubt Brooklyn, and this this random fucking guy who I've never heard of, don't know where they found him is the solution to, like, all their problems. He completely saved the game today. For sure. Yeah, he, he deserved the game ball today. He gives them, a like, a defensive capability that they had none of. Yep. They're still not – they're not going to be a good defensive team. One big man isn't going to fix that. Right. But they can at least – they can at least challenge you defensively now. Right. And they couldn't do that before. Yep. And he's he's a you know pretty decent switch guy. Exactly. He's not a fucking weak link. No, he's not. Uh, and that's gonna be huge for them in the playoffs. And now, like I knew scoring wise they're good enough. Yeah, of course. And now their defense can at least like pick up some slack. Yeah. Uh honestly, man, the doubts I had about them are slipping by every game. Me too. I, again, I, I would understand if Blake came in, was playing great. I like how he played today. Me too. Played in. He played really hard, got gassed in like two minutes. Yeah. 
I think uh, he could have taken maybe, you know, two or three, two more shots, just mm, two. I don't know. I mean, I like him kind of looking to feed the the more trash players on the team. But he had some looks he could have he could have yeah. dropped in, especially those ones he caught in the middle where he like dished it again. He could have just dropped those in, I think. Yeah, and I think it's okay to take shots. Yeah. Like he's a good enough shooter to at least take a couple of open ones. Right. Uh, but I think he'll be fine because they move the ball impeccably. Yeah. I mean, and he adds to that. Exactly. They move the ball like DC's awful defense usually makes me skeptical of ball movement, mm-hmm. but not like this. Yeah. I mean, they, this Brooklyn offensively is literally pl- is starting to play to, to everybody's strengths. There. Yeah. 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 I think the only time, and I might be biased, but the only time I don't like how they look is when Kyrie plays the one on five game where he gets the inbound. He just goes straight into scoring mode. And, but, you know, it, it's going to work probably They've, more times than not. <clears throat> so that's the only thing. You know what I noticed today? And it sounded like a joke when I kind of said it out loud, but. They've turned Kyrie into like a cracked out Lou Williams. <laughs> and it again, it's funny to say it off the top yeah. of my head. Yeah. But it's kind of maxed out what he's good at. It, yeah, it has. Yeah. And, you know, do I trust the three most toxic superstars to lead this team through the postseason? No. Right. But as far as the way they're playing, I can't doubt any of the things they're doing on the court right now. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Durant's only going to make a lot of the shit they're doing better. Yeah, he just adds another... You know, Durant... (laughs) It's funny how, like, people, commentators and media will call Durant, like, dominating. But a lot of times, like, to the players he's playing with, he's just being a 3 and D guy, like, for a lot of the game. Like he doesn't he's, come demand the ball. No. He doesn't do any ISO stuff. He's just out there and he just is getting good shots and he hits all the shots. Feasting off like ball movement. Yeah. And they're like, wow, Durant is taking over. Like, no. No, he's not. They're just kicking it to him. <laughs> he's, and he's just open. making shots. Like, exactly. Is, you know, that's great. That's a tough thing to do all the time. Right, and he just makes more shots than most people, you know. But like, it's not like Donovan Mitchell doesn't just get open looks all night. No, no way. Right, you know what I mean. And even LeBron barely struggles to find open looks all night. Right, and Durant gets open looks and just makes them, and just he's easily routinely, and he's the MVP candidate. Some <laughs> people, which is crazy, but I, I do think uh, like Harden being their point guard mm-hmm. is, is a cap. Is not he's not he's doing the same thing he does in Houston. Yeah. As I said, he's he's fooled us because he's doing it with more urgency now. Mm-hmm. Which again, I don't understand why Houston couldn't get that. Mm-hmm. But like now he's hustling out, you know, without the ball. He's making all these random plays that Houston would get maybe like once every couple weeks. Yeah. Never got that in the playoffs. Right. Uh, but He's playing great. I mean, he's not a point guard, though. No, he's not a point guard. It's, no. that's, I've seen a lot of that, but it doesn't really make sense to me. And I, I, I think that Harden adjusts to the team's talent, too. 
So he looks like a better ball mover, better assist guy here because he just throws more passes to some guys now. Like, they're always going to hit Joe Harris in the corner. Like, obviously. For sure. For sure. But, you know, you can – if P.J. Tucker is not feeling it tonight, you may just say, okay, I see you in the corner, but I, I got this one. Or, uh, you know, Ben McLemore or Gerald Green, those guys in the corner – Harden may overlook them and say, yeah, I'm not going to pass there this time. But yeah, you're going to overlook Joe Harris. You can't. No, you, you just can't. Over- can't overlook Kyrie on the wing. So, I mean, he just has guys he is more comfortable getting assists to. And he overlooked Blake a couple times in the second half. He did. Uh, which I thought was fine. Too. I thought was fine. I don't mm-hmm. mind that, especially first game. Like, But... <sighs> It's just this is such a tough like how are you going to take a sample size away when Brooklyn spent all night? Who was the primary defender on uh, James Harden and Kyrie Irving? Could you tell me? And it wasn't Bradley Beal or Russell Westbrook, by the way. I saw Garrison Matthews out there a lot of times on the island getting worked. (laughs) He was on the island literally all game. It made me say, man. How much longer are you guys going to give Scott Brooks? Like, that's the Garrison I, Matthews is not an NBA player right now. He's just not. Like, I feel like they think he's. Um, uh, I don't know why Scott Brooks is employed, bro. <laughs> what's his name? What's his name on Milwaukee from Notre Dame again? With the vertical. Oh, uh, Connaughton. <laughs> they think he's Pat Connaughton. <laughs> That's how they use Garrison Matthews. Like, he's going to come out and just do whatever we need him to do randomly. He's going to chase the other guards around. He's going to get open for threes. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's Duncan Robinson, but he's also Avery Bradley, and he's also, uh, he's also like a Grievous Vasquez or something like guard who can dribble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's... Dude, he... Again, it looked like it was by design that Garrison Matthews should be guarding James Harden. Bro, why did you guys even draft Denny Avdiha if you weren't going to use him? Bro, he makes like two mistakes a game, and Scott Brooks benches the fuck out of him. But Russell Westbrook gets 30 minutes a night doing what he does? Bro, he got a triple-double today. Was that not one of the most selfish triple-doubles you've ever seen? That's how they all look to me. Exactly. <laughs> He's out there assist hunting, and every other play is an awful shot or a, like a wizard's turnover that was directly his fault. You guys use the ninth pick of the draft, and he <laughs> only averages six points a game. That's terrible, man. That's he is. He's so clueless to what he's out there for. Like early in the year. They tried him as like a three-point specialist. He wasn't really ready for that. Wasn't really ready to be a defender quite yet. Yeah, and, and he now, wasn't ready to be the point forward either, which they acted like he was going to come in and be. Exactly, especially when uh, Hachimura got hurt. Yeah, and they kind of just like thrusted him to that. Like he, he wasn't it one game, and the next game he was playing point for a while. Like you got to at least like- get the transition. It looks like they drafted a guy, and honestly, they didn't really watch how he played. 
they just they just heard he was nice right <laughs> you ever <laughs> pick someone up on pickup because somebody said they were nice i i have <laughs> and you ever get disappointed by that like when yeah. somebody tells you that and they don't come through and they just selling yeah. games and you just like fuck man i thought i had like today i was gonna stay on the fucking court yeah that's Denny for you guys but it's not his fault yeah you're right you're right like in pickup it's the player's fault here your coach is not helping you at all you're a rookie yeah. like you're you're clearly going up against league guys for the first time because i've seen flashes of him like being able to do what they think he could do yeah man he's a good shooter he's a i've seen him defend well mm-hmm. seen him make nice passes nice yeah. drives but now his minutes are just sparing, and he gets judged for mistakes while the leaders of the team don't. Yeah, like that's that's just bad leadership. Thanks, Scott Brooks. You clearly know what you're doing. Yeah, like I said, bro. Every time we talk about DC, I'm going off because <laughs> I can't fucking watch them anymore. I almost I was gonna tell you earlier today when you were like, "Yeah, let's go after the Blake uh, first impression." I was like, "We're not getting an impression." Of course he got it. He couldn't fucking score, but of course he gets a dunk. His first in three years. Because <laughs> DC's, even though he doesn't take the shots all day, we're still over contesting his pump fakes. God knows why. Yep. I just, it's irritating, bro. Raul Neto still averages like 20 minutes a game for you. He's like our sixth man right now. 21 minutes a game. And he's like, he hasn't been disappointing, mm-hmm. which, which freaks me out even more, to be honest. I'd rather him just play like trash. <laughs> Knowing how we operate, Raul Neto might get a fucking contract extension. <laughs> he might get maxed out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's likely, actually. I feel like he would get a big contract wish, from you guys. I Not Hachimura, I wish Hachimura gets out of there as soon as possible. Yeah, me too. They're, they're f- I could already see them fucking up his career. I hope Hachimura and um and Michael Porter Jr. I hope neither one of them sign their options. Facts. Just go. Just Facts. This go new se- you gotta we need a new new scene for you for sure. Yeah. Michael Porter Jr. may go to uh Memphis. Uh you know, I've I read some I, things. I saying- would love that. He wants to play with his brother in Memphis because they got his brother on the roster. Yeah, I would that might be lit. Memphis, Memphis is a big pickup away to me. Yeah, they Him scoop the like a serious. I think of somebody else who could be available in the near future. Maybe if like, mm, no, that's not the guy. I'm trying to think of. Um, I'd say I would even say Aaron Gordon wouldn't be exactly what I'm looking for. But Aaron Gordon could make them significantly better. Yeah, he could. And they're like closer to being good than it seems. It's kind of funny that I think Winslow, like a uh, like a closer to the ceiling version of Winslow, would be really nice for them. Like I don't think Winslow is it, but someone <laughs> like Winslow, I but better. You. Yeah, yeah. Like a like kind of what Ingles does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that with a little more athleticism, of course. With Winslow's athleticism, yeah. All right, uh, 
any more sports like that we have to talk about today? You want to talk about the weight room thing? Not really. I mean, I really don't either. I wasn't surprised. We talked about it last time. NCAA is losing control. They put the woman who was supposed to be in charge of the thing on the TV and she just starts crying. Like, come on, man. Like, And the fact that they fixed it, like, as soon as it got exposed. It's easy. It, we couldn't do that easy. in the first place. Yeah. God forbid. You know, and, we spent a little bit of money. They, they didn't even have to. Um. They said that Dix and uh, all these other brands just donated it. So, in other words, if they had just said, hey, the women need equipment, they would have got it for free. All that oh. space. NCAA is, like, top tier at, like, finding the weirdest ways to look evil. Yeah, man. Like, these random situations where you would think there's, like, a clear-cut way to handle it and not be evil. They do the opposite. The weight room is too OD. The men's weight room is OD anyway, to me. (laughs) What are you doing? You have one game, one day in between games. What are you doing? Stay out the weight room, bro. It's not the league. (laughs) Yeah, like they're hitting triple sets of squats in between games. Like, what are you doing? Yo, yeah, let the pros do that. Like, that's college athletes shouldn't be doing that. Bro, they had like eight uh, benches set up. Like, <laughs> it's only thirteen guys on the team. Like, who's in there? I don't know. Because <laughs> when I was upset about the women's, I'm like, well, what are? Why do they have that much in the men's? Uh, it's crazy, man. I don't that get was, it. Hey, man, that picture though was definitely a horror show. Cause I would, I would, I would get think like, mat. yeah, on if the... I had like a bad ankle, I'm getting in there, you know, to get on the bike or something. Yeah. I get, I get in there on the bike and see that shit. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, that's bad. All right. Transition to music. Yes. Uh, So obviously I already mentioned that Spotify is trying to get us out of here with us playing music. So. Obviously on YouTube, so we're not going to be playing gems. Uh, maybe later we'll say our gems, but you know we're not going to be playing them on the YouTube version at least. I might right. still play them on the Spotify version, just for well, not just Spotify, but on the audio version. Maybe we'll play them, but can't do it on the video version. So just a heads up for everybody who enjoyed our uh, gems. Anyway. Where do you want to start? Which one? Which album? Justin was the big one. Justin. Start with that. Biebs. Justin. Off guard. I wasn't ready for this. No. I mean, I should have been in hindsight because the singles came out. And... As as in, you didn't know it was coming out this weekend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I just like again, I should have thought about it because he's had like singles coming out. Yeah. But again, we never really got like a oh, it's about to come out. So I was at least not from what I saw. I I just saw him doing a few more appearances than normal. But yeah, I'm with you. I didn't know it was like a I didn't get a full rollout. It's funny. If I had seen more appearances from him, I probably would have thought like, oh, he's got something coming. Yeah, that's how I felt. But that's it. It wasn't like, oh, let me look out every weekend. It might be Bieber time. But 
Anyway, what you think? You go I first. Say, I, I'll say this album is better than the last one. I agree. It left more of an impression. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was just more memorable. Yeah. Um, and I do think I really liked a lot of the songs. Mm-hmm. I thought a lot of the individual songs I really liked. Uh, the features were flawless. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. The, the picks were just like for sure, like the front rim alley oops where you just got to throw it in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Easy, like perfect lobs. And he was just dunking them. Yep. And the songs felt like they were made for both of the artists, too, or however many artists were on there. Yep. Yep. Uh, and lengthwise, I liked it. Oh, OK. Wow. 16? I think it was 16 was is pushing it. <laughs> it's close. Yeah. I was like, maybe two more tracks. I'd be like, eh, you know, too much, too much. Uh-huh. Uh, but he, he kept it just short enough. Okay. And again, I enjoyed it, I think, because it was it was a step in the right direction from the last one. Yeah. But I, I don't understand. Maybe you can help me out. This and this really <laughs> honestly, these are two really small issues that I can't believe I even have to talk about. Okay. Why is the fucking album called Justice? Could <laughs> you tell me? I'm not sure. <laughs> Three listens, and I have no clue. I'm not. I don't understand the. Well, it may be your second um, point. <laughs> you know no, where I'm going next. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if that was my first question. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Go ahead, say it. The the dumbest interlude choice I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't. I don't see the correlation at all. What the fuck was that? <laughs> Dude, I swear, random. like, I, I was like, yo, did I, like, click something by accident and change it to, to like, what? How did that happen? Yo, I thought I had ad free. <laughs> yo, he, uh, look, the, the quote is, you know, the snippet of the, the uh, his lines are great. Yeah, Absolutely. My problem is it makes no sense in the album at all. <laughs> it it the the only thing it relates to is the title of the album, which yeah. doesn't relate to the album at all. Right. Yeah. I just my really again my only real problem is the interlude. Get it out of here. Mm-hmm. And the title title it anything anything that has to do with romance. Or any one of the names like, of the songs. Right. Or like positivity, all the shit he talks about. Yeah. I, I've i never, like, dude, you don't talk about social issues, bro. You didn't on this album. I've never heard him say anything about it. Like, hey, I've heard him say, oh, yeah, we should love everybody or racism is stupid, like something like that. But no justice. Like, I've never heard him go that far. You know, I just he he threw it like early on too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it it was so bizarre. I like I wanted to text you about it, but I didn't even really know. I was like, "What is this? Like, this has to be a mistake." The name of the album, or the MLK interlude? <laughs> the, those two things. Those two things are like in their own separate world. In an album that's not this, like it's another fucking album. Yeah. 
I agree. I don't know, man. What did you think? Because you know, you haven't really told me about your, the <laughs> songs themselves. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. It was too long for me, honestly. That's fair. It, it was, and the thing is, six. It's not that it's 16 songs. It's just for Justin, like his voice didn't have enough variation for me for 16 straight songs. That's what it was for me. And I, especially the second half, I loved it. I loved, I liked pretty much everything on the second half. The first half I liked, but it was just, it felt like it was just too slow for a while. But then right after the interlude of the year, he kicked it up a notch. And the whole album was like, it was really versatile. Some dance, some random Caribbean with Burner Boy in there. Yeah, I'll start a song early. I thought uh, Unstable kind of got it going for me. It did. Uh, did. Kid Leroy was perfect combo. Yeah, it was really perfect. I mean, obviously, Peaches is a hit. I've already been already seen it on Instagram all over the place. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, I think "Die for You" is vicious. Vicious. Uh, that was my first first listen. I hearted that oh, yeah. one right away. I was like, oh yeah, "Love You" different. Good. I loved. I loved it. Loved uh, it. Like you said, the second half. The second half, like, um, to me, it prevented it from getting long. Mm, I got you. Uh, because you like more. You enjoy it a lot more towards the end. Cause you're like on a, you're like riding a high of just him put like a little bit more energy, more creativity with the features. Yep. Some, not a lot, a little bit limited versatility, obviously, mm-hmm. but that's his game. It is. Yeah, so it I'm, is. I'm not mad at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think I don't need an album from him for a while. After that's this. fair. Especially back to back, you know, within a year of each other pretty mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've heard enough Bieber because his singles get fucking played out every, every single pretty much. Yeah. Peaches uh, is going to is going to get played out for me. I already get, I can already tell. Yeah. They what was it ghost. Ghost also is a great beat. I like to ghost a lot. Really yeah. like that cute little background sound of the beat was really cool. Yep. Yep. Uh, but Bieber, like Bieber is one of these artists who's so big, it's like it's hard to fail. Yeah, it is. Like he just sounds so good that I just can't picture him putting out like a trash project. Yeah, he he kind of has the kind of what we mentioned about Ariana Grande for a while. He is just like there's some songs that you just know. I'm like, oh, this is this can't be bad. If Bieber yeah. makes a song, this just can't be bad. Yeah. Yeah. He just doesn't get like he talks about romance a lot, but similar to Ariana Grande, it feels hollow. Yeah, it does. Like it's basic. Like he's a lot of the shit you've heard him say already. The worst part is it feels hollow and he like actually is married and is like a real he's really in love. Like Ariana, it feels hollow and you know she has you know no offense to her, but she has a new boyfriend every few months. Often. Yes. So it's like, okay, yeah, you're saying that now. And Biebs is like, he's in it for the long run. And it still sounds kind of hollow. It sounds it sounds very pre-written. You, you know what I think I would like to hear him? Uh, it, I can't, I'm not, can't really think of like 
who he would do it with off the top of my head, mm-hmm. but a little joint project with somebody. Doesn't have to be anything crazy, but I want to see what he sounds like with a, another artist consistently. Now, when you say that, when you say you don't know who he would do it with, like, would you want it with someone different from him? Like, would you want to? Not necessarily. Okay. Like Ed Sheeran? That, I, that would work. That would be a, a slam dunk. Yeah, it would. Easy bucket. <laughs> that's like, that's too easy for me. I was yeah, hoping for a little chat. I mean, hey, shit. I go out the league. Go somewhere else. Well, that's why I asked because I could see him and Ed doing it. It would be a easy pick. Like him and Dua Lipa could come together for five vicious tracks. That would be lit, especially. If, yeah, that that would be kind of fire. I, I just think my biggest takeaway from this was like him him getting creative with features mm-hmm. is like more please more of that i agree i wouldn't mind him having a full almost like a ty dollar sign kind of a feature on every song where the feature had like a lot a lot to do with every song yeah i wouldn't mind that too because he has his chemistry game is you know it's been good for a while it's almost i, I think it's always been good yeah it, yeah it probably has yeah since him and Ludacris and <laughs> oh yeah from the beginning and, I remember him and uh him and Jaden Smith putting out uh what was that never say never <laughs> yeah yeah I think Jaden was on that yeah well this this was before Jaden was even like a real like artist of any mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. this was like right after Karate Kid I think him and Drake have uh, a song right here on the Believe album Good. that really went under the radar. Good. Big him and Big Sean have some nice songs together. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> Another one went under the radar was him and Nas on the Purpose album. They got a song that was nice oh, on there. Yeah. We yeah, are. Yeah, I forgot about that one. It was slept on. He's he has a lot. He does. I would say if for people who don't really listen to him, he's I enjoy all pretty much all his albums because of that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. All right. So you gotta justice. give me your thoughts on this next one. Oh, ju- what about it? What about justice? Final thoughts? Yeah, I was I was just gonna say we both like just, it. Just don't listen to the interlude and I mean the title. He really sold it with the fucking title. I'm gonna be honest. He did, yeah. Because I I definitely was going into it thinking something else was coming. At I least, did. like, at least I thought some of something else was coming. I didn't need the whole album of that. And when I saw MLK interlude, I was like, oh, he flipped MLK and, you know, made a different, uh, what is it, acronym for it? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. wow, okay. I don't, a... I was like, I don't like that already, but I'll check it out. Yeah. Maybe it's, <laughs> I, don't, I didn't know what he was going to use Dude, for. I, 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 was I was on the track list shocked. listening. So like the second song, I think, which I liked, I think it was "Deserve You." I liked it, and I was like, "Man, what could he? What could he be? What could MLK mean?" Like, I was trying to think of. <laughs> I had the same thing. MLK. I remember, uh, like two, three songs in, I'm like, "Okay, MLK Day is coming up," and he, he's only talked about romance so far. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> album is called Justice. I've only, again, I've only heard romance, like. Maybe it's coming up. 
Yeah, I was like, huh? MLK came and went, had nothing to do with the fucking album. <laughs> I listened to the rest of the album, kind of my first listen. I was like waiting, like, <laughs> where's the social justice or like, where's the, where's the justice talk? <laughs> yeah. Never, never got it. <laughs> yep. Uh, maybe yep. there's a, del- a c- deluxe uh, hiding around somewhere. Yeah, knowing him, it probably is. Probably 25 songs. Uh, anyway, okay. You said you want my thoughts on this one first? Yeah, for sure. The plugs I met too? Oh, yeah. Uh, Benny the Butcher. Harry Fraud. Harry Fraud, yep. It's been a while since I heard that name. Harry Fraud, I mean. Yeah, me too. One thing about Benny, man, Benny has, and this is the all the Griselda guys. I think they're single-handedly um, the life support for mixtapes. So, like right now, like this is a clear to me. This is a clear mixtape, and I don't hear mixtapes anymore. It feels like ever, and I'm not saying that this isn't. And when I say that, I don't mean that it's not like good. I mean, it's not a an album like he didn't go into here with a concept right. or like a. Um, it's not really cohesive. It's just great beats and great rapping on every single song, and I, it's only nine songs. So I'm like, man, this this feels like a mixtape. Listening to it, it feels like I'm listening to a mixtape of somebody. And man, I mean, his his lyrics is like i feel like i'm watching snowfall or something like a, a movie every every song like he, the lines are just vicious they're vicious man it's like he teaches street smarts every single song and is this they're great man at what they do they're great and the thing is on the last album burden of proof he showed a lot of versatility with it. You know, he had a few, like two love songs on there. One about his family, stuff like that. And in this one, he just, he just talked that gangster stuff, man, the whole time. And it's hard. That's all I can really say. It's hard. Hey, you summed it up pretty great. I'm be honest. Uh... He got a chinks verse. Tink's been I, dead for like four years, right? Hey. And he said it on a later song, like, like still getting verses out, like some like he mentioned Chinks uh, in some extent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember the line exactly, but I was like, damn, that's crazy. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, I got to talk about my small nitpicky issue. Okay. Uh, longevity. There's so many options. And you pick French Montana and Jim Jones, bro. Bro, I will pay for a version without French Montana on every album coming out. Okay, Jim Jones' verse wasn't bad. It wasn't Way good ba- either, though. No. Way <laughs> back in the day, uh, you know, he had a little hot streak. People fuck with him for a little while. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, I, I guess I could see it. Mm-hmm. French Montana, bro? What what about his longevity do we care about? That is a miracle. He needed, bro, he needed Drake, Rick Ross, and Lil Wayne to make a hit. 
Yeah, two twice, I think. And we're talking about French Montana's who comes to mind when you nah Rick Ross wasn't available, I guess. Even that first one, he needed a ton of guys that um uh, uh what is that song? I forgot what it's called. The, the dip dipping in a phantom dot they seen a ghost song. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a bunch of people on that. The remix, because the original didn't pop off. So the remix, Diddy was on there, Ross was on there. Bro, uh, you, you know you reference Pusha T. One of the songs you literally say, like, who sold more dope than us except Push? Yeah. He he don't get on this. Are you kidding me? Definitely was there, on there. This was one of the most perfect uh like mixtapes I could think Pusha T to be on. Yeah. And French Montana is from New York. I don't know where he's from, but I don't care. He's trash. This has to stop. He he I, bought his way into the industry. He bought his way into success. Like, yeah. why do we keep he puts out songs? He's routinely the worst part of even if the song is good. Yeah. Like, stop, please. Yeah. But besides my nitpicky problem. I can't tell you how many times I've skipped his verse on Stay Scheming. Oh, yeah. Oh, easily. <laughs> the song is over after Drake. Oh, yeah, easily. <laughs> yeah. If Go Drake's ahead. verse came first, it'd be over right after that. But yeah, this is this is, you know, eliminate Jim Jones and French Montana. And you have a classic on your hands. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. rap rap wise, this is like as flawless as it gets. Yeah. Uh, dude, this, like you said, the lines are incredible. The beats are somehow better. Yeah. Like we were sucking uh, Metro Boomin because he was just incredible with 21 Savage. Yeah. Dude, Harry Fraud make, made that look like nothing. He did. I mean, these beats, bro, when when Plug Talk with 2 Chains came on. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm I'm not skipping anything on this, clearly. <laughs> Yeah. Overall it surprised me with how good it was, to be honest. Bro, the the that beat with two chains, their verses are great. Yep. And then he goes to live by it. Yep. Dude, live by it for me personally is one of those like all-time great songs that I'll always have in my rotation. Mm-hmm. I think the last song I can remember was like rap song. Probably uh, survival from Dave East. Yeah, uh, Mama, I made it. Yeah, and Tough. then before that, I think it was some something off Redemption. I want to say it was uh, either the intro, the bloodiest, or uh, the the J Cole song. Mm-hmm. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, but besides that, I mean, Live by It is just such a classic to me. It's tough. Survivor's remorse. Survivor's it's, Remorse is my favorite. My God, it's so good. So, so good, man. And those two are my standouts. But I mean, this this whole all nine of these tracks are standouts. They really are. Yeah, this again, it's perfect. As, as a rap fan, as a hip hop fan, this is when I when somebody asks like, yo, I'm looking to get into hip hop. Like, what would you recommend? This is the first thing that comes to mind. Mm hmm. Then funeral, then maybe redemption, then we get 
into like the the throwback classics. Right. But as far as recent stuff, man, I really I I can't think of anything we've reviewed that's been definitively better as a hip hop project than this. Yeah. Other than I mean, I I would say Burden of Proof is close, but I mean, it's still Benny, you know. Yeah, right. I, mean, I Is New York taking rap back over? Yes. Dave East and these guys. Um, trying to think who else is out there for them, but it's they're killing it, man. Griselda is killing it. I can't, bro. They have. I think Conway has something coming. Yeah, he does. Uh, I can't wait for that. And then I'm assuming I still I have their joint project sitting on my uh, computer. I'm surprised he didn't have any of them on here. I was too. I, I, we could have had one. I was too, but like we got, I think we got both of them on the one album track. So yeah, yeah, uh, that's okay. You know, you're rapping. I wouldn't have minded Freddie Gibbs too. Of course, of course. That's that's another perfect lob. It, literally anyone could have replaced um, French and Jim Dude, Jones. I, me. Two Chains could have came back for a little, like a little. Uh, what's that called? Uh, what's that called in music? Or sixteen. Uh, no, when artists are asked for like a follow up performance. Oh, encore. Encore, yes. Yeah. An encore. Two chains could have came back for an encore. bro. I'd future, plea anything. Lil Wayne. <laughs> Lil Wayne is putting out heat, nonstop heat. Yeah, he, I think he wanted New Yorkers though. That's maybe. Dave East wasn't, wasn't available. I, I haven't heard. Have they made something? Them and Dave East. I don't know if they have actually. But. I need that. It's just like I need just, that ASAP. I do too, but just please, no more French Montana collabs, bro. <laughs> I don't know who asked for that. <laughs> it's like when LeBron, when they used to criticize LeBron for passing the trash cans in the fourth quarter. Yeah, like I get Corver, I get like a Mike Miller, but you passing it to Haslam, bro. Mm-hmm. Like no, dis- like come on, and and I'm disrespecting Haslam here, but yeah. Like passing to him in the end of the game, that's the equivalent of putting French Montana in a classic fucking hip hop album. Yeah, it is. Project. It is. Yep. I I was so happy to hear this, man. I couldn't. I literally was watching uh, Saturday's games and just I had I played through this like, I don't know, fucking five, ten times nonstop. Mm hmm. Only I didn't skip the French Montana verse. I just didn't listen when that was going on. Yeah, but yeah. that beat is great. That song is still finds a way to be good in spite of him. It does, and the thing is, it's kind of funny. French, how he like comes into his verse isn't bad, but then the rest of it is just like, all right, man, I've heard enough. Like, if he just had like a quick three or four bars, like some guys do sometimes, I would have been fine. Bro, I but, even even Fat Joe could have came back for a fucking encore. I like that Fat Joe record a lot too. I do too. And Fat Joe's been a sleeper as far as rapping lately. Yes, yeah, uh, that single he has is tough too. The Rihanna one. He put out a lot of like short little projects. Yeah. Or participated in short projects. Yeah. He's been doing good. Yeah. All right. Um, any more music to talk about? I don't have any. Um. 
nothing I've seen. I don't know what's coming next, but I'm happy to be getting back into it. Drake, hurry up, man. Please. Drake, just don't don't make me have to listen to other shit that weekend. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. There's been plenty of week if there's been plenty of weekends that have been empty. Yeah. If he picks a fucking weekend where we get like other random lit shit. Yeah. I'm going to be kind of upset. Obviously, Drake's still getting first listen, but. Yeah, I got you. I'll, I'll be upset. I agree. I, I don't want to have to stop listening to it to listen to something Ex- else. Exactly. I need like, I need at least three days of listening prior to us talking about it. Yep. All right. Let's take a break real quick. All right. We're back. Uh. Justice League, Zack Snyder. The full four hours. Now, you, you watched it in two sittings? Yeah. Okay. I watched it in, in one long sitting. But, you know, got it done. Who's going to start? I'll say off rip, I loved it. I loved it, too. I just, it makes me... I don't know who to direct my hatred towards, unfortunately. Regarding? Uh, regarding what the movie we actually got. Because yeah. looking back to what we got, mm-hmm. they just, they they really just gave us like the laziest and the, the most like basic interpretation of what Zack Snyder put together. Yeah, I agree. Joss yeah. Whedon came in there and said, yo, they didn't fuck with Batman v Superman because that shit was long and it wasn't funny. Right. I'll I'll fix that. I made Avengers. I could fix that. Right. And he clearly did the laziest, most basic job. Yeah. Because I I honestly you you could have took this. You could have tweaked, you know, the, the tone of it, make it a little bit more fun. Mm-hmm. You could have easily made it made it Batman v Superman lengths. Yeah, yeah. With with how much slow mo this shit had, <laughs> with the the yeah. r- ridiculous uh, Lois getting finessed twist that was completely unnecessary. Yeah, spoiler alert, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. full spoilers. Yeah, if you haven't seen it. We're done. Like yeah. your episode's done. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but and I'll get back to that because I do have something positive to say about the whole like Lois storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this, I, I got to start with like, what, what did Cyborg do to Warner Brothers? The actor? I guess. Cause like they threw away his storyline completely. Oh yeah, they did. And he was, he was really upset about it. He, um, even right. after he's been talking about racial issues with Warner Brothers and everything. Right. Yeah. But my thing is like. He his storyline got completely cut out of the original movie. The other characters, you know, they didn't get the the depth. Flash got, you know, didn't get a lot of the stuff he was supposed to get. Yeah. But Cyborg's story was completely thrown away. It was. Yeah. And this makes so much more sense. The whole movie makes more sense because of that to me. A hundred percent, man. Him him being the central character around these mother boxes. Mm hmm. Uh, which I thought watching the original movie, I was like, why is Cyborg like not important when he's literally made from one of these boxes? Right. 
And, and the mother this... box didn't even feel as important in the one that came out as it did in these, in this new one. Yeah. There's just so many, so many of our concerns were clearly not the problem we thought they were. Yep. Yep. I mean, I was just, honestly, I watched this with my girlfriend and I was just like halfway through the movie. I was just, I could, I had to stop because I kept complaining about this shit that like, remembering the original movie yeah i was like are you fucking kidding me yeah i mean every every fight was better do you have any complaints about this because i have one the slow-mo was just zach i know i know you you know cool scene all the characters are together or something lit is happening it doesn't have to be slow motion Mm -hmm. please like the first hour and a half, it felt like every scene was had slow motion. Yeah. Jeez. And that's why I think you could cut this movie to like a nice 245, maybe three hours. And the, the flash scene, that wasn't in the uh, in the one that came out, right? With the which one? With the black girl? Oh no, not at all. And she's a bit she's like a big actress. I mean, like she's Axe that shit. She's been in a lot of stuff. That's like, yo, she just made a cameo in this. <laughs> like, she's had starring roles lately. Bro, she has the, her own show. The stuff with Alfred and Batman. I love uh, that stuff. The stuff with, like, literally everything had more depth. It did. Yeah. Everything that we were like, well, this is rushed. This is forced. None of it was like that. Mm hmm. And again, the reason a lot of the people that don't like this is obviously it's too long. I can, I'm not arguing with that. Mm-hmm. I'll never. You could have made this part one, part two. They could have. You know, obviously they would have like had to change certain things up to make it make part one more like impactful. Yeah. But I think they could have done it because the probably the other biggest thing this movie does. Steppenwolf has a backstory. Yeah. It's not it's not known OD shit just like Thanos shit was simple. Yeah, and they didn't even really they didn't break it down, but it was it was enough. Enough for us to like enough for us to even have an idea of what he's doing and why he has desperation to do it. Exactly. Yeah. It was so easy like of all the things that were cut, the fact that that got cut like you this movie does the best thing it probably does is it gives us if we if this came out first, we would have came on the podcast and probably talked for a whole hour about like the possibilities of where it could go. Yeah. Yeah. And they cut all that shit because clearly they didn't want to continue this storyline. Yeah. And and now, I mean, with the one that came out, I don't see. Like, I obviously, I saw more Aquaman stuff that could be made, but I couldn't see where any other story would go like any of the other heroes. That's it seemed like they, they all ended there. They cut them, bro. They, bro, Flash, Flash has probably the most important moment in this entire movie. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, let me backtrack. I, I mentioned the fights being great. The the fight in the with the Amazons when he's taking the mother box. That was fire. That was one of the things I liked in the original movie. Okay. It was like night and day better here. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Night and day better. Like, things I liked in the original movie were way better. Yep. The, the, a lot of the, the story flaws, like Cyborg, we understand what he's doing. 
Yeah. Uh, the final action sequence makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. They're not like they're not just going to this random town to save people and cat and like stop uh, Steppenwolf, even though we really don't know what he's doing with the mother boxes mm-hmm. in this movie. You know what he's doing. He comes in, he sets up a base. Yeah. So it makes sense for him to be hold like him to be holed up in a location. I kind of liked that there was people in it in the other one, though. Like, uh, I was, it, I, I really didn't. Uh, it, it just seemed weird that he's destroying the world and he was worried about like being in a secret location. Like, what difference does it make? You're about right. to, I'll give you that. Uh, you know, vaporize everyone on the planet. So who cares where you do it at? And the people in the one that came out, they were just like, they didn't know what was going on. And it gave the heroes like a little more than just like, uh, you know, oh, there he is. Let's just go do it. But both times. So there's two, I guess, three big action sequences with the whole Justice League. So there's the scene um, like in the where they go to Strikers Island, mm-hmm. which, by the way, we never knew in the original movie where they went. Right. Like That's it was true. just some random place that Steppenwolf happened to be at. Yeah. Uh, and Cyborg's dad was there. Th- yeah. This time we get like a lead up. We get an explanation of how that scene even happens. Yeah. It fits the story. Then you yeah. get the big scene with Superman you get actual depth of them planning to revive Superman. Mm-hmm. You didn't get that in the original movie, even though it was the main point of the movie. It wasn't. It wasn't bad in the original movie, though. I don't it think. was like this, though. Everything was like this. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, this. Another thing they have here, which I was I was furious. They didn't have in the original. The characters have like bond with each other. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like not. Flash and uh, um, Aquaman were eating together at one point, and you know, Cyborg and Flash talked a couple times. Aquaman and Wonder Woman, you know, uh, he offered her a drink, like that kind of thing. Like, yeah, you're right. It was it a just, lot more bonding, and it wasn't like it wasn't like the movie was filled with it. Right. It was just subtle scenes here and there, like little quick couple minute scenes. Yep. Yep. Uh, just everything was better, man. Steppenwolf's fucking armor looked better. Yeah, uh, it was his face was different too, right? Yeah, it looked way yeah. better. Yeah, I, I thought the the flashback of the, like the battle before. Yeah, like, with of Dark got, Side's battle with Zeus and right, Zeus Zeus's son is all, like doing work. Yeah, uh, you for some reason they threw that away. You yeah. see lanterns like getting murked by Steppenwolf, which yeah. would have been a great like setup to show how lit he is. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. really don't really do it in the original movie. Why? We don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, the in the final action sequence was the lead up to it was so much better. The the like how the Justice League fought was so much cooler. Mm hmm. It made more sense just them arriving, them kind of like making their way towards Steppenwolf, yeah. them fighting together, which in hindsight, if you remember, it's they're like all they have like little quick battles, just whooping the parademons. Mm-hmm. 
here they actually have to like work together and do certain things. Yeah. It's just little, little depth that added to every aspect of the movie to me. Yeah. That power move with cyborg and Aquaman was fire. Yes. Yes. Bro. Do you have any complaints? Cause I think I have a lot more complaints than you still. That's fair. Let me get through my positives. Cause I have a All few right. more like big ones. Okay. 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 Uh, Again, I thought, oh, the lowest thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the twist of it being uh, Martian the Manhunter, which, by the way, him, like, throwing him in at the end, great. Yes. But that twist was, like, it didn't painfully seem unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. I thought they, initially, when I'm watching it, I'm like, okay, so in this, because you remember in the original one, Bruce Wayne, like, like brings Lewis Lane to Superman. Mm-hmm. Like she's like a strategy to get Superman to like remember himself. Yeah. In this movie, that doesn't happen. Right. In- indeed, there's probably a little bit too much of like Lewis just wallowing and missing him and shit. Yeah. And it, it definitely just a coincidence. She was outside that. But that makes more sense to me. Like her visiting Superman's memorial. Yeah. And hap- it happens to like play out. That makes more sense to me than like than Martian the Manhunter finessing her or that Bruce Wayne like came and took her. Yeah, the Bruce Wayne part, it definitely makes more sense than that. But I don't I think the Martian Manhunter. Um, I mean, because he can see the future, right? Yeah. So, so I feel like he he's saying, all right, I know that Lois has to be kicked in the gear. Because I know, you know, what's about to happen. I, I get that. It, it didn't ruin the movie. But they I just, should have explained that if that's what they were doing. But even with that, I think, again, they handled Lois getting to Superman in a more realistic way. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Even with me not liking that as much. Yeah, because at least it's still orchestrated in a way, but yet still coincidental at the same time. Right. So, yeah. And like I said you could cut some of the just her like just being depressed yeah that first part of her being depressed was well yeah yeah um but as far as any other like big positives because i am curious i want to i want to see which what your issues were but do you have issues did you say honestly no i was just happy to see like i was i was so happy to be excited where they could take these characters Mm -hmm. and the fact that they actually made a movie where I would have came out of the theater saying, yo, man, like they could go in all these different directions. That would be really cool. Oh, the flash most important scene. Mm -hmm. I cannot believe they had the fucking nerve to cut that flash actually uses the speed force. Yeah. To recover because they, they basically take an L right. And flash uses the speed force Setting up the the dream sequence in Batman v Superman, the dream yeah. sequence at the end, to yeah. like a possibility that could happen. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is exactly what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. And and I, I was just shocked. I love that part, like him going back and and kind of resaving, uh, like their their combo uh, box energy like move. Yeah. Uh. I thought that was so well done. Again, 
too much slow motion because it was the whole time practically in slow motion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was such a good like door opener to, like I said, what you can do moving forward. Right. Uh, and I again, I was happy. I mean, the the dream sequence at the end was a little random. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was more of like a fan service kind of thing. Didn't really make any sense. It's it's supposed to set up set up their apocalypse movie. Right. But it gave you a little peek of like, you know, as the dream, as did the dream sequence in the Batman v Superman with like Lewis having a lot to do with it and yeah. Superman clearly having a lot to do with it. Yeah. Which is cool. Like, I enjoyed that. Well, yeah. And, and I, I don't know if I. I read some of what the plan was if Snyder was supposed to keep doing the movies. And I mean, I'm, I'm not going to talk about it. People could look that up, but yeah, it, it, it goes deep into that. I'm not sure how Joker gets on his team though, but. Well, they made that a quick, like a funny jab between him and uh, what was death stroke of like, like you sure you, this is why you wanted to bring him. Like you sure it was a good idea. Yeah. I was like, that's funny. Like you're in, you're giving us little peaks of like what could happen in the future. Mm-hmm. I'll mm-hmm. say again, I, I don't, obviously this movie is not perfect. Right. Not, not just because it's four hours there. Like there's plot holes there. It, a lot of stuff was dragged out. It found a way to be, have certain things dragged out and some certain things completely not explained at the same time, right. which is, which was tough, but they figured it out <laughs> to do that. Like there's, there's some things that I f- still felt was really rushed, but not a lot. Um, and then there were some parts was like, okay, we didn't need like the sing. Like, why were they, why do we have to hear all the singing of when Aquaman yeah, was leaving was the weird. village? Like that was a little unnecessary. I mean, it was only two minutes, but it was still like, all right, completely unnecessary. Even the whole thing with the, the guy who didn't speak English or pretended like he didn't speak English for Batman. We didn't need that either, really. Um, but yeah, I'll say my complaints. It's very, they're very minor. I didn't like how the flash was basically only used for his lightning in the, in the movie. I didn't like that until the going back in time part. And I wish like when he did the, the box, when he activated the box to wake Superman up, I wish he told them like, um, like I feel like no one knew he could go back in time. Yeah, he mentioned it, but like he, it was so casual. Y- yeah, and I wish he when he did the box, he said like, "Yo, I, I can't do that again because I, I just what I just did. The box was going backwards, and like I wish he just told somebody what was going on." And to, instead of just all of a sudden be like, yeah, um, I can do that sometimes. You know, sometimes I just go fast and I change the change time. Time gets a little weird, he says. Like, that's not enough. I yeah, need he, more. He like sneaks it in. Like, uh, like I have this rule I don't break. <laughs> like, yo, what? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? That's more than just like a rule. Oh, like a, a don't. Yo, yeah. I have do's and don'ts and that's a don't. So that was kind of weak. That was a little weak for me. And then otherwise, there was no real fighting. There was no like really good flash fight scene. It was just we're either using your lightning or you're going back in time. It's like only two things, you know, 
He's either charging or going back in time. So that was kind of weak for me. Um, I, th- I think, and the other thing is, and this is where obviously it's not the Avengers and they're not trying to be the Avengers, but this is where the Avengers takes like one step ahead of them is where, um, like you mentioned the three times where it was all of them, but none of those times was it to stop them from getting the box necessarily. That And that's like, obviously the Amazon part, they weren't there, but they knew he was coming for the Aquaman one, the one in, in the water. And um, it was no, they didn't really show cohesion in any of the battles until the last one. That's what I'm saying. And that's I, fair. I, I guess it was a buildup. I guess it was supposed to be a buildup, but I feel like they could have at times. That's all. You know what? This this movie has a number of moments where like it obviously the act like it's it breaks and acts like uh like a play, like the hateful eight did that uh mm-hmm. most recently and that I can remember. Mm-hmm. And which was a good thing for obviously four hours. Yeah. But it there's a lot of like moments when it goes from one thing to another and it feels empty. Yes. Like it goes from a moment to another moment. And I'm like, I feel like, like we skipped a lot to go yes. from that point to this point. Yes. Yes. That, and the that's pro- the part where I say some parts did feel rushed still. But that like going into justice league, I knew that was going to happen mm-hmm. because, because they hadn't done any movies. Right. <laughs> the only solution was making the shit four hours long. Yeah. Or and, two parts. Right. And Zack Snyder you know, I like him. I like a lot of the movies he's done. He's not a he's not a put a ton of storylines together guy. Right. And this still was this still is was a rough draft, right? Like right. this wasn't the one that was going to be in the theaters. Right. It was going to be cut. Even if Snyder stayed, it wasn't going to be four hours. No, but I'm saying they still like it still wasn't. They didn't finish all the footage, right? They they probably would have reshot certain things. Yeah, because I'm because I'm watching. I'm like, man, like I feel like they missed something there. Like, but then I was thinking, okay, well maybe there was a talking scene where they explained something, and they just didn't put it in because you know they weren't planning on releasing this anyway. But um, but I think like I'm not sure. I I just think cyborgs like there was a lot of stuff where I thought you could cut out that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. And I think Cyborg's story could have kept the movie with the tone it had a little bit more of like a little more of a darker kind of slower tone, kind of similar to Batman v Superman. Yeah. Which I thought worked when you're kind of when you're using Cyborg's storyline and like as the biggest individual storyline to progress the story. Mm hmm. Because in this movie, to me, Cyborg is easily one of the most important characters. Absolutely. And he has probably the most depth out of any Avenger in this, or Avenger, out of any Justice League member in this movie. He does, yeah. And it works for what what I saw in these four hours. It does. I just wish they would have picked to cut other things. Yeah. I I think that the, you know, also with the... um, the mother box 
trying to tempt him. That part where like he saw his family, that part that Wonder Woman warned him about very briefly. Yeah. Like I feel like that could have been either either she should have brought that up again or like he could have mentioned that or it could have went deeper into that because it's like yeah i agree completely it's kind of like the going back in time thing like she just snuck in like yeah that's is dangerous because you know it'll it'll make you think something that's not true and then like you know the three ghosts of appear with the skulls the skeletons and then you know his parents and they got a version of him that's normal like that seemed like a lot more than what she talked about what she warned him about that's and that felt that felt really forced like really kind of something we've seen before yeah kind of a basic you know storyline yep uh but i I thought the his his relationship with his dad i like and, and flushing that out again not like the movie doesn't use a ton of time into it mm-hmm. it just subtly here and there they have little scenes like the scene of of uh the dad like calling in like the fire alarm is fake yeah and then seeing that it's him and he's like oh like okay go through and they have like a little moment yeah i like that i thought a little subtle shit like that was exactly what the original movie was missing i agree i definitely agree this movie got me excited about cyborg and all i did for years after the original movie was trash, Cyborg. Yeah, I agree. And the worst I, part is we know he's not coming back because of his issues. Yeah. yeah. I just, I hate that I watched, I remember watching Flash when like Justice League was starting to get developed. Yeah. And think, and we had seen Batman v Superman. And I remember like, you know, the that dream sequence was the only kind of future hint we had at anything. Yeah. And I was thinking like there has to like Barry has to have a big role because of all the time traveling he's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they these fucking assholes really did that and then just just said, nah, y'all not gonna see that shit. Yeah. I I also didn't really love his the special effects of him while he was running with the not in his sequence, but in the battle where it was just like all blue and him just I don't, I don't know. It, they don't do good on the show either, by the way, no, where it's no. him, him running and he like his running style looks weird. He's taking like huge steps. He's like jumping kind of like they, they haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> yeah, they Not just have it. Not um, I do like his blue lightning looks cool. That looks great. Uh, and it his suit great. having the yellow bolt or the yellow like uh, Yeah, like a bolt. Uh huh. It didn't have that in the original one. He didn't have a bolt in the original one? Nah, he just had like a red suit. Oh, he might have got yeah. he might have think... got a bolt once Batman like worked on his fit. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. But initially he just had a red suit, nothing on it. And one more thing, and this I kind of argue with people about this one. So I might be hating. Um I hate how uh they have like so much respect for Superman, but like we've really only seen Superman save the world like you know twice. And 
and I, I feel like it wasn't like a worldwide thing as much as it was a metropolis thing but i get it metropolis is supposed to be like new york city so obviously that makes it kind of a worldwide thing but like the um bef- when they when they thought they needed to wake him up and like they were making it such a big deal like if as long as they have him they'll be fine like he's what they're missing that kind of thing yeah that felt weird when we only had um uh, two movies to go off of for me yeah i'm with you like it feels like we had seen superman really go crazy like 10 times for them to like yo he's been saving us for 10 years he's like a symbol of peace yeah like okay he's just some super dude that did good one year like he hasn't done much more than aquaman as far as resume saving the world goes yeah and everything he did in man of steel caused like od destruction and it was all because of him kind of a whole reason why batman hated him in the next movie exactly uh but and the and the doomsday one was kind of on the low because that that only took like you know, Doomsday appeared for like an hour, and next thing you know, Superman was taking him down. Right. Taking him into space. Which I still think if they had found a way to have a different villain in that movie and put Doomsday in this, it would have been fire. Would have been a better decision in the long run. Yeah. I do think with Superman, they also had one scene that I really thought gave it a little bit more depth. And mm-hmm. him going back to the ship. And hearing like the montage of both of his dads. That was huge. Yeah. Uh, I thought I was like, I cannot. How could you cut this? Yeah. You remember in the original movie, he talks to Lewis. He's on the farm like, well, I got to go help him because yeah. they brought me back. And then he, he's just he flies in to save the day. That's it. He, he didn't ask who they were. He didn't. <laughs> he didn't ask like what, you know, didn't look at the news. What's going on? And Nothing this one like, was yo, like they the need whole, me for something. I don't the know whole what it is. Final battle was so different because in the original one, Superman just flies in and they get a dub. Yeah. Like it's so it's simple, it's quick. Yeah. In this one, he flies in, he's more of a mismatch for Steppenwolf. Yeah. It's not even really a fight because they whoop him. Yeah. But then like they they fuck up on the Flash and Cyborg working together. Right which makes sense now flash has to do his thing and you set up the little moment between them and dark side right which i thought was great i thought that was great i that battle scene was was pretty much flawless for me i know like i said i just wish flash had more fighting and like i said i wish they didn't just use him for his lightning but um other than that everything else in the battle was great to me I thought they flushed out his relationship with his dad again a teeny bit more. I liked it. Which was way better. Yeah. I just, I don't get the cut decisions. That's, yeah. I I really don't. I don't understand what Joss Whedon was doing. Real quick, did Flash beat anybody? Like, did he? But it made sense because he's coming in as like like a rookie. But he was already the Flash. But he's not like murking people like these guys are. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, well, they don't tell us anything. His he wasn't the Flash just to save pretty girls. Like he didn't have that was really corny, by the way. 
Why? I it like was just that. so long. I liked it. it well, you set up his movie. I too think. much, too much slow motion. Like him just staring at her for like the longest time, grabbing the hot dog. Yeah, I was just like, come on, like this is this. I get it, but you don't have to make it this long. Um, I, I get, it. yeah, I agree, I get that. Uh, but the, but what I'm saying is when when Batman came into his place. And he already had the suit is all scratched up. Like, he had been working. Right. He had to have, you know, caught some bodies. I got But, I mean, that's we'd know better if we saw a movie. Right. Which they've been, like, delaying and canceling and reproducing or whatever the hell they're doing. Right. So, if we get a prequel, maybe that'll make me feel a little bit better about it. But still, it's like... You know, he came in. Oh, you're fast. Yeah. And like, then they never really use his speed unless he's channeling lightning. That's whack. Yeah. Like, um, but why did they hire, uh, why did they hire the JK, uh, Simmons as, as Alfred? I mean, not Alfred as Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. Alfred yeah, was cool. Random. Seeing Alfred a little bit more, which I knew, I remember hearing his fucking voice in the trailer saying things that he never said in the movie. I remember that too, yeah. Like, I was seeing, like, oh, him talking to Wonder Woman. Like, I remember him saying this, but I never saw it. I liked I liked his um, his banter in there. For sure, lot. bro. Him, him, uh, like, Bruce Wayne telling him about faith as kind of the reason why he's buying into this. I loved it. I, I was so good, so quick. Yep. Yeah, it's just it's, it's all these little things that added up to make the movie so much better. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Dark, I agree. the whole thing with Dark Side was great. Him at the end just saying like, "Oh, I guess we'll do this like the old in the old fashioned ways." Yeah, like bro, y'all set up an easy sequel and then just threw it away. Now, real quick, I didn't understand that the mother boxes were disabled. Like, like they're over with. That's because that's what Darkseid said at the end, or Assad, or whatever his guy's name was, said to him, like, now that the mother boxes are disabled, what are you going to do? And then, you know, that's when he said, we got to do it the old fashioned way. But I didn't realize that that's what Cyborg was doing, like, making them not work anymore. I thought he was just splitting them. Yeah, I did too. But which is kind of which was what happened, which was like, all right, it makes sense. Yeah, but when they, they dropped, they didn't talk about hiding them again i'm assuming they're gonna do like that the plan was to use them in the next movie i'm sure yeah but like i said dark side said they were disabled like they're done with they also the life force thing that they they like introduced that steppenwolf i guess finds the oh yeah 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 wasn't really flushed out in this movie as much as it probably should have Mm -hmm. but it it was completely dis- like cut out in the original movie. Yeah, they, I don't remember that at all. I just th- I feel like the original movie uh, took away all the opportunities for like sequels. It did, which is so bizarre. I guess I they had to have been going into Justice League knowing that like we're not really gonna have a cohesive future because you know Ben Affleck is out the door. I'm sure they were having problems with the man, uh, Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. Cyborg was having problems already. The Flash movie's been having problems ever since. Yeah. 
like you said to begin with, Aquaman's the only one they really have gotten right. Yeah. I mean, Wonder Woman hasn't gotten better. Yeah, and Flash was a little too silly in this too, by the way. Like some of his lines. He just didn't a little fit too much. This movie's tone. Say it again. He didn't really fit this movie's oh, tone. Right. No, he didn't. He fit the original movie. He did, yeah. Yeah. Which again, in hindsight. Cause it seemed like uh it seemed like Aquaman had less funny parts in this. And but Flash had more. Yeah, I mean, he still had like the same, like the drink, like the the kind of the cowboy, like the tough cowboy lines. Yeah, some yeah, of those. He did. he did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, I thought the just the fights with Steppenwolf were better. Like they were more uh, intense. Mm-hmm. Like they looked a little like the Amazons. I remember when they collapsed the yeah. the tunnel. I was like, okay, like we didn't get this. Yeah. Or we got this like again super quick. Yep. Uh, yep. Aquaman's girl actually does damage to him. Yeah, that was that was nice too. Again, uh, why are you cutting that? No, I don't know. Well, one thing too, I I would have liked would maybe to hear them plan more for the last scene. It just seemed like they. I don't know. It just seemed like they were really quick with like, all right, I'll just do this. You do that. And we'll be fine instead of like, a. Uh, well, I mean, I guess they're superheroes. So they didn't really need to plan that much, but they it didn't seem from, like it was much of a plan. They did go from the time that Superman dipped with Lewis to the final battle. Like, like everything was chill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it was Oh, like we got this. Yeah. Then and to go there without Superman, they were just like, yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll do it together. Like Batman literally said, like, He's never fought us united. Right. And then they never talked about uniting. Not one thing about like how they were going to unite. Like they're just going to figure it out. Yeah. I thought the, I guess last thing, the Martian, the Manhunter casting, the the voice and the guy was perfect. I agree. I I just don't get me wrong. I've been like overwhelmingly positive. This movie is not, it wouldn't have been if this came out the way it is. I wouldn't have thought this was better than Avengers. Right. I would have had a lot, probably a lot of criticisms. The slow motion, my God, please stop. Yeah. And uh, the, up, like over zoom on the slow motion too. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, but that's Snyder's game. It is. You watch 300. You watch even like fucking Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Sucker do, Punch. Did he do the um, Immortals too with Henry Cavill? Oh, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I'm not sure, but that's up his alley. It seems like like something he'd make. <laughs> yeah, it does. He's yeah. always been like a simple concept that he makes. Sucker Punch, he tried to get like meta with it, and it was it was terrible. And that had a ton of flashbacks, too. I just... Yeah. This, this movie did everything I wanted when we talked about this. Like, all the potential, yeah. all the depth. It's just... This they is really one that just, I think if they did it again, it, they would have got it completely right. If they came with another Justice League 2, you know, with the Legion, with Lex, Deathstroke, I think they might have knocked it out the park that time. But I saw no future after the first one. So that's, 
I don't know, man. Like, I'm happy to have seen this, mm-hmm. but I'm just mad because I, I I didn't like the direction they were going, but I liked the characters they created. Mm-hmm. And that's why we talked about it so much. That's why I was so, you know, upset when they would make, like put out trash movies like Suicide Squad. Yeah. Uh, because clearly they they could do it. Mm-hmm. They yeah. clearly could put these not Avengers, but they could come close. They could, yeah. That's yeah. all I ask. Now, like this was better than Age of Ultron to me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. It just made me sad because I don't think DC DC now is like stuck. Like, what do they do now? Do they uh, do they because from what I've seen, the reaction's been overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. Like they can't. What are they going to try to like scrap everything together? Like, all right, let's keep this going. Apparently everybody loves it. They'd almost have to reset because nobody's coming back. Just I mean, and they even had to struggle to keep Gal Gadot to come back. I mean, she was I mean, and Momoa is there. I'm, I'm sure I think he likes being Aquaman, but no one else is coming back. So. I just this movie being as good as it was mm-hmm. makes it all the more like questionable what they're doing in the future. Yeah, I agree. And in like a bad way to me. Yep. They're willing to cut this much stuff from us. Like this yeah. can't be like, a, oh, the director changed. So we we change like you completely you made it completely basic. Yeah, and I can't believe they had all these actors do all this work that they didn't release. Oh, Cyborg got paid for like none of his like none of his work mattered. Right. Yeah. And I mean, his dad is a has been a pretty big actor in the past. Yeah. You know, he's had he's been in a lot of big roles and for him to get so much of his role taken out of, too. And clearly. His dad interacting with that uh, the Asian guy, yeah, was like was more a little bit more depth into a potential cyborg movie. Yeah, because I wanted to know, you know, him taking over the um, ship. They made that seem like it was something we needed to hear. Exactly. So I I was wanting to know exactly what does that mean exactly? Like what's gonna happen? So yeah, you got anything else? No man, it felt good to uh to have a reason to watch HBO Max. Yeah. Yeah. Uh we got I think Godzilla versus Kong coming in end of March. That's coming on Max too. Yeah. Man. They getting going. Yeah. Yeah. And Netflix is coming out with some big movies I think soon. Um uh, at least big actors. Uh I've been trying to catch a lot of the trailers on YouTube, and there's stuff coming. They got stuff coming. Oh, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. Y- did you watch the first episode? No, nah, not yet. I'm, I think I'm going to wait for all of them to come out. Okay. Okay. Uh, first episode did... was kind of weak anyway, but yeah. All right. Uh, WandaVision. We're not talking about it today because we we've been on for like four hours, I feel like. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's wild. We got a lot to discuss on that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. And where that goes. Right. 
Yeah. All right. Well, first uh, video episode is over. Um, subscribe. Uh, you know, YouTube, all the streaming platforms. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, you know, link in just in the description. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you guys for listening and watching. Hopefully. Yep, and uh, we'll continue to improve. You continue to listen to us, and we'll be back next week.